And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Well, 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 welcome to episode 27 of Down on the Docks. My name's Chris Neff. And I'm Dave Sarah. And we are your team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't figure out what to say there, huh? No, it happens sometimes to the best of us. But you know what we do? We own it. We do. We don't start from the beginning. We roll through it. Uh, Buddy, we're going to have fun this week. I heard. Uh, Who told you? You did. Oh, I did? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some chicken people this week. Yeah. Um, for those of you that I got new- a text from you says you better be brushing up on your tractor pools. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't need to be <laughs> brushing up on any of that stuff. Cold. No, sorry. Um, well, uh, for those of you, uh, that have just found us, um, if you're new to the show, uh, please check us out on our social media accounts, which are what Dave? Down on the Docks and everything except for Instagram, where it's Down on the Docks Pod. And gotcha. if you want to email us, you can find us at downonthedocks at gmail.com. That's correct. Well, this week's uh, episode is a documentary that, that CMT put out. Did you know that they even The Country put out? Music yeah. Channel? Yeah. CMT, Country Music Turner. No. And what does the T stand for? <laughs> Television. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. that's where I would guess. So, uh, of course, you know, we're, we're going to be getting down on the farm. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. CMT. Man, I remember watching CMT with my yeah. grandparents back in the mid-90s yep. and loving it when the girls would spin in, spin in front of the camera with their skirt. Yeah. Because they would just be doing line dancing half yeah. the time. It's the, it was the best. Show. I forgot what it was called, but it was one of the, the I, best shows. I worked for CMT once. I did. Remember those countdown shows? Where it's like top 20 videos of yeah, comics yeah, yeah, are doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got one of those, but they were like, just so you know, it's country. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, you can find me doing a top 20 countdown. And I'm going to say 2006 on oh, CMT. So nice. it is out there. Yeah. Um, well, this documentary is called Chicken People. Okay. It is directed by Nicole Lucas Hames. It's rated PG-13 hmm. for violence, alcohol use, and you guessed it foul language oh (laughs) i see what you did there i got halfway through it and it popped up and i was like i can't believe they didn't change it you know they left it up there so before we start i think it's important to give you a little background on the poultry world because i knew nothing about it so without uh further ado can you give me a little simpsons intro music okay we're gonna talk poultry Specifically, <laughs> poultry shows. A poultry show, for those of you who don't know, is a specific subset of a livestock show that involves the exhibition and competition of exhibition poultry, Got which it. may include chickens, domestic ducks, domestic geese, domestic guinea fowl, and domestic turkey. Mm-hmm. Domestic. So it's like the Westminster Correct. dog show yeah, for, for chickens. Pretty much. Now, domestic pigeons, they're also exhibited, but they're not universally considered poultry. They're considered landmass. Or land, <laughs> land, not landmass. 
<laughs> land species. What is it called? I, forget I don't know. Called. I forget what they call it. Not land not, mass. Not land mass. It's not, a, not Pangea. No, 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 no. <laughs> so. Land race or something like that. Or All right. Uh, significant effort is put into exhibiting poultry. Okay. Birds are trained for the cages used at the shows. Mm-hmm. They're washed and manicured in preparation, which we're going to talk about sure. later. Well, the first poultry show uh, in the United Kingdom was in 1845 in London. Mm. Um, it was promoted uh, as an alternative to cockfighting. Cool. Okay. I like that. I've yeah. been to a couple cockfights. Have too. you really? Mm-hmm, in Riverside. Was it a, a, a underground? <laughs> no, it was completely legal and ran by the city <laughs> okay, and state. Okay, I mean, okay. what the fuck? Did, did, no, it was underground. It was cockfighting. When? when did you do this? Uh, 2010, maybe. <laughs> 2010, yeah, about 12 like years ago. Get 12, drunk and go to the cockfights? Yeah, yeah, pretty did much. You, did you win? I didn't bet. I felt that it was... Yeah. I mostly went for... Because it was also a rodeo. Yeah. So they have the rodeo, and then afterwards, everybody gets fucking drunk, and they go down into the pit. They man the roosters with... Uh, 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 razor blades on their claws oh, and everything. It's like, oh, it's, it's like wrestling. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's I didn't pretty, know that they... they it's, it's pretty, na- it's pretty yeah. gnarly stuff. So they're stuffing their gloves. Stuffing their gloves, yeah. All right. Um, so the height of the poultry showing in the UK was during the late 19th and early 20th century when the Crystal Palace poultry show were held at the Crystal Palace. The largest attracted 10,533 filled cages. The actual number of birds was unknown, as many were pairs. Well, Charles Darwin, he attended these things. The fuck? Yeah. Charles and, Darwin. And Queen Victoria. Huh. When, did, so, when did Darwin live? Well, 1850s, 1840s. Why do I feel like Darwin was like way earlier than that? No, he's been doing it. He's, yeah. That's you know. how you know history's bullshit. <sighs> well, let's move it to America. The first poultry show in North America was held in November of 1849. At the Crystal Palace Casino? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you know LA, Shit. you know that you're going to get stabbed yeah. if you go to Crystal Palace mm-hmm. Casino. I used to work right next to it. I've been playing cards, as you know, since 2003, since the boom. I've been warned on many occasions <laughs> I'm not allowed to go there. And yeah. I've seen some crazy shit mm-hmm. happen at Hollywood Park. Yeah. Like some hustler, yeah. some ghetto ass shit going on. Yeah, and you know, I've had friends that have been robbed in parking lots, but they were like, "Don't get off the ninety one. The Crystal yeah. Palace ain't your friend." It's bad. Okay, well, surprised it's still open to be honest. Um, anyway, first poultry show was in uh, outside of Boston, and they received only fourteen hundred entries. Now, it proved to be a debacle as no poultry standard existed, and judging was canceled as there was no way to decide what a purebred was. Oh, they didn't know. They didn't fucking know. They're fucking stupid. (laughs) They got 1,400 birds in a room, and they couldn't figure out out which one was the best. I mean, that feels like the first thing you do is like you set out a a list of requirements of like what these, like you know how they look at like a Rottweiler and like, oh, there's too much hair on the Rottweiler's chest. Like there needs to be that kind of. Shit, Can you man. imagine just like oh, these birds flying around and they're being like, I like this one. Oh, wait a minute. Now I like this one. Yeah. Uh, well, this one's pretty. Anyway, uh, they soon organized a, an official poultry association afterwards, had another show, and that attracted 12,000 birds. Okay. But this time, the judges canceled. <laughs> Oh, due to overcrowding. Oh, God. So they got too many birds and too many people in too small of a room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they can't do anything. Yeah. Well, then P.T. Barnum steps in in 1854. Really? Stages a national poultry show 
at his Barnum American Museum, uh, guidelines were unknown. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until many years later in 1874 that these chicken people got their shit together. Got it. They, they, they created the American standard of perfection. Mm-hmm. And that turned into the American Poultry Association, creating the first poultry standard in North America. Cool. So this is how it works. Poultry shows are generally organized by a poultry club. Many of these are accredited by a national body, such as the American a- Standard, APA, APA, the American Poultry Association, okay, whatever, yeah. or uh, the PCG, uh, Poultry okay. Club of Great Britain. I guess that'd be the PCGB. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, others, <laughs> what are you doing tonight? I'm going down to the Bowery, going to PCGVs. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go see what the Ramones are here. <laughs> so there's Australian poultry clubs. They're managed on the state level. Uh, birds exhibited at poultry shows are judged to the local standard, a uh, compiled manual that describes the ideal form of a poultry breed. Now, this is very important. There is a book called The American Standard of Perfection. Mm-hmm. It is the official breed standard for the poultry fancy in North America. Now, they use fancy because this describes like an adoration for animals. Like there's cat fancing, there's dog fancing, like you were saying at Westminster and all of that. That's why they call it fancy feast. Yep. (laughs) Is that what they call fancy feast? Yeah. I don't think so. It is. Well, let's get back to this book. (laughs) This book was published in 1874. It's commonly referred to as the standard. And it classifies and describes the standard physical appearance, coloring, temperament for all. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this sounds like a beauty contest. Yeah, totally. <laughs> this bird's a dickhead. He ain't getting a fucking trophy. Yeah. Uh, this bird's on. <laughs> this bird's got a bad attitude. I feel like all chickens have a bad yeah, attitude. Control your temperament. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's for all of what I described earlier, the chickens, the ducks, the turkeys, and the geese. Well, the current edition was last published in 2015. So the judges use these books um, So at the shows, which we'll talk about later. Now, the first edition listed 41 different breeds. Today's version is up to 60. Okay. There are 19 classes of poultry recognized by the APA. 11 of these classes are devoted to chickens. Six are classes of large breeds and five like ducks are, or something. Uh, I don't know. Okay. And five, and I watched this documentary three times. <laughs> and I still don't know. And five are bantam classes. Is that like the next size? Band? It's, it's like one above weight. straw weight. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> great. It's the one that all those like guys at 90 fight at. Yeah. Yeah. 112 pounds. 112 pounds. Uh, four classes of ducks, three classes of geese. Those are divided by weight. All breeds of turkeys are grouped into one class. So that makes turkey judging really easy. Yeah. So uh, just to give you an idea, I'll break these down for you. Um, The standard classes are American, Asiatic, Continental, English, Mediterranean, and all other standard breeds. Now, the Bantam, they do break this down. We have single comb, leg comb, (laughs) single comb, clean legged. Okay. Oh, no hair on the legs? I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, rose comb clean legged, all other comb clean legged. That's the AOCCL feather legged. Yeah. And game bantam. Okay. So I'm guessing bantam are like pheasants and stuff like that. Ah, I don't know. Maybe. Now the ducks, very easy. You got heavy, medium, light, and bantam. Okay. 
Geese, heavy, medium, and light. Turkeys, one class. Guinea fowl. What's a guinea fowl? I don't. A guinea, when, guinea means. I think guinea t- means small. Italian gets out. Of line. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I know. So dumb. So, so they're just, what you gonna say? <laughs> no, I just think guinea means small or miniature or something. Okay. Uh, well, they're judges one class as well. Uh, that concludes our Simpsons episode. Great. For this show. So we're going to get right into the movie. So we're introduced to a young man named Brian Carricker. I'm going to say he's mid-20s, late-20s. And he says, when I'm working with my chickens, I feel that it calms them. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they hate it. But, you know. And then we get these very amazing shots of these chickens close like Just up. like... They're yeah, gorgeous. Be- beautiful chicken. I had no idea. Like they were pure so- white with yes. like the reddest, yeah. with the reddest beak or whatever, whatever the fuck they it's call it. It's called a waddle. Waddle. Yep. And then like gobble, clean gobble. Yeah. yellow these things, feet. These things are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And then Brian starts singing. I'm going to do a little bit. I don't need music for okay. this. Can you just give me one of these? There you go. Okay. He does this old classic. Someday when I'm awfully low. And the world is cold. I will feel a glow just thinking of you and the way you look tonight. And then you hear this rooster crow in the back. <laughs> so I was like, how many takes did that take? Yeah. Well, Brian, he studied his standard of perfection time and time and time again. He goes everywhere with it. It's on his nightstand. He's a standard of perfection. Wait, what's on his nights then? The standard of perfection. Oh, okay. the book. Yeah, yeah, the book. Okay. Yeah. So um, we he cracks open the standard of per- uh, perfection illustration for a leghorn. Okay. You know what those are, right? Foghorn leghorn. Correct. The white ones with the red waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn that an ideal comb. That's the red shit on their head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That it's not the beak, it's like the it's the, the crown, ro- the roost. Yeah, Whatever. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah. That's supposed to have uh, five points, mm. a base, and a blade. Mm. So Brian is he calls them leggerns because he Lager. got an accent. He's like I'm a leggern guy. Well, I don't think you can call him that anymore. I don't know. Okay. He got away with it. <laughs> okay, thank you. So God. in this, then we're gonna. There's three people we're gonna follow. The next person is a man named Brian Cox or Knox. So we're going to call him Knox and we're going to call Brian Carricker, Brian. Or we could go Carricker and Knox. It's your call. Oh, so it's not Cox. It's Knox. Knox. It's Brian it's Cox. It's Knox Cox. It's Brian Carricker and it's Brian Knox. Okay, so there's two Brian. So when I say Brian. Yeah, you're talking about Nerker. I. <laughs> his name Ner- did you just drop the n-word <laughs> i said nerricker okay yes it'll be the guy who sings yeah yeah okay. well the other brian he's older yeah you can he's call pro- him Knox. he's probably in his 50s and he says we're trying to create a bird that looks exactly like the standard of perfection i'm not going to do his voice because it's pretty normal to be honest he says now that book was written 100 years ago each breed has an excellent illustration of what it should look like we have a written description of every feather what it's supposed to be exactly. And everybody's striving for that perfect bird that you see in the standard. Yeah. Now, did you know, Dave, a feather is made up of three parts? Uh, no, I did not know that, Chris. Okay. <laughs> there's the vein. Okay. There's the after feather. Hmm. And then there's the quill. The quill is the, 
the part, like the it's the center the stick, part, the stick, yeah, the whatever stick. the fuck it is. <laughs> the stick. What is it made out of? No, but um, what's the first part? You said the vein. The vein. Yeah, okay. that's like the plume of the, the feather. Plume, uh-huh. The after feather is further out. Ah, and then you have you have the quill. I see. I see. So Brian says, instead of reading a novel or you know fiction. I get out my chicken standard. I am going to do his voice because he talks like this and he cracks me up and I love the guy. <laughs> he says, I am constantly trying to educate myself on things that might not be so well versed. Are he's these guys to, like hoity-toity? He's not hoity-toity, but he's very, he's, he's got diction and he's very well spoken and he's, mm. he's, he's not And where is he from? We, we'll get there. Oh, okay. But um, lastly, we meet a homemaker and breeder named Sherry McCullough. Now, she says, if you understand your breed and you understand the standard, then you know you're confident in what you're raising and you really want the judge to see that. Well, Knox, he says, we've never created the perfect bird, but we're all working on it. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. So we're introduced to 20 different anatomical parts of the chicken. Could Let me see how many you could name. (laughs) I mean, you got one earlier. I got the gizzard. No, no, <laughs> that's not. That's an turkey. Even, I don't even know, dude. What's this? I'm pointing to a beak. Okay, you got the beak. Okay. What about that thing? The I plume. To? No. The crown. No. Ah. What do you use to brush your hair with? A comb. Okay. There's the comb. That's the red thing. Okay. That's got the five points. Remember, you were like, "What's the gobble gobble?" Yeah, yeah. That's called the waddle. Right. The face is technically a part. <laughs> Good point. Okay, they, I'm just going to tell you what the they wings, say. The wings, the thighs, the there's, legs, there's the breast. Hold on, you got to. <laughs> the breast and the thigh, um, the earlobe, the hackle. The nugget. The back. Uh, uh, <laughs> the nugget. The saddle. The saddle. Saddle feathers. Saddle's on the, obviously on the back. Yeah, it's right next to the hackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God! No, I can't find my chart. No, oh, thank God. It's no, it's the saddles next to the back. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the sickles, sickle cell anemia. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, running drug. The lesser sickles. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, those damn lesser sickles. Tail coverts. Mm-hmm. Main tail feathers. The wing bow. Mm-mm. The wing coverts forming the wing bar. The secondary's wing bay. Sounds like a place I'd go get coffee. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they're describing the Millennium Falcon. The primaries or flight feathers, the flight coverts, the fluff. (laughs) My favorite person. Here's the easiest one, the body. Yeah. You already said thigh. You already said breast. The knee joints. Um, oh, I see uh, Jesse Ventura made an appearance here. The body Ventura. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Oh, so stupid. The okay. shanks. Yeah. The spur. Do you know what a spur is? Um, Like a uh, something that has to do with the feet? It's like one on one foot. Like there's this thing that just oh, at the, shoots at, out at a 90 degree angle. Is it? Does it come from like the ankle or the foot? No, it's like mid leg. It oh, just shoots yeah, out. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you got the toes and you got your claws. Cool. Titles up. Chicken people, here we go. Let's go. All right. So we descend on the 2014 Ohio National presented by the Poultry Breeders Fucking Nationals, baby. We're going to fucking Nationals. They are there. It is a massive convention hall. You look down on this thing. It's wall-to-wall cages and just a cacophony of balking. All right? 
It's you know what it reminded me of like when you're playing poker and you hear the chips constantly. Yeah, in the it's background. just constantly in the background. It doesn't bother you it's after a dull while. roar. Yeah. Uh, so there's massive table with I'm gonna guess a hundred trophies up for grabs, hmm. and these are really nice looking trophies. Yeah, I'm well, sure. Is there some prize money involved? No. Oh, okay. Which was shocking to me. I don't know if there is any prize money involved in like it, Westminster and stuff. Here's the thing. You do it because you love to do it. You do it because you know you, what I mean. And then it, it also it's like the it's the it's your resume to becoming a trainer. Yeah, for breeding a breeder, good breeder. and probably selling amazing chickens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But these people do it because they love it. Sure, you know, I and you get bragging rights for a year. Well, right. Sherry says I've been washing my chickens for five days straight every day. Mm. It's so rewarding. When you put that time and effort into something and then you raise a bird that makes it all the way to championship row yeah. and potentially best in show, I mean, what else could you ask for That's in life? So crazy. Man, yeah. I can't wait till we hear about some of the, some of like the... The, the chicken people? <laughs> <laughs> well, like some of the backstabbing that gets involved. There's a, there's not a whole lot of that. Um, okay. No spoiler alert. So here's the thing. Every year, this uh, exhibition poultry, there are exhibition poultry groups that host more than 230 competitions a year nationwide. So this is nationals. Yeah. This is the creme de la creme. Now, judges evaluate each bird on criteria, as we discussed on those parts from the American standard of uh, perfection. The most perfect bird wins the coveted title. Guess what it's called? I don't know. Just super. Um, super. It starts with super. Super chicken <laughs> award? I don't fucking... <laughs> I thought you were going to go super bird. Super, super grand good. champion. Okay, super grand champion. Well, Brian, younger Brian, he goes, man, when you come to Ohio Nationals, you just got to expect to get your butt whooped. Well, Ohio seems like it would be like a really difficult one. Well, it's Nationals. I, I mean, yes, I get, I get it. Well, all the breeders are there. They bring all their best birds. Uh, there's over 10,000 birds. Now, here's what was interesting. They are representatives from 40 states. Which tells me there's either 10 states that need to get their shit together or there's either 40 states that need to get their shit together and stop doing their shit. Yeah, yeah, it could be. a. I wonder what keeps the other 10 states from doing it. Well, people are in the bathrooms and they're like scrubbing the chickens with their toothbrushes. Right. Like their their claws. Yeah. They're really passionate about this shit. So... And how, how, like, one chicken, like a chicken breeder might enter how many chickens? Uh, it varies. varies. Some people come in with one or two. Some people are doing a dozen. Some people are doing 40 to 50. Wow. Depends on how many breeds they work with. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, you know, Sherry says everybody's goal is to win the show. And like you said, she says it's the Westminster, Westminster of the chickens. Yeah. So <laughs> this year we got 9,700 birds in comp. Uh, I mean, you look at this place and you're like, this place got to smell like shit. Yeah. You know, 9,700 birds in one convention hall. Yeah. Um, well, Brian, he's the, the singer guy who was doing mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. Well, he is currently in a show in Branson, Missouri as a singer called mm. Number One Hits of the 60s. Mm. So we see Brian in action in Branson. Now, do you know Branson at all? Branson, Ohio. No. <laughs> Branson, what state is it in? Branson, Missouri. Missouri, Branson, Missouri. Yes, I actually have been, been through Branson, Missouri. What do you know <laughs> about Branson, Missouri? That's next to Kansas. 
That's it. That's all I know. That's all you're going to do. No, actually, no. I'm trying to think if I've been to Branson specifically, but I've been to Missouri and in Kansas a couple times. Well, I got some good news for you. Thanks. Why don't you give me a little Simpsons music? Let's go, baby. Because we're going to talk about Branson for a minute. Let's talk about Branson. (laughs) Branson is a city in the U.S. state of Missouri. Thank you. Great. (laughs) Branson. It is 570,000 square feet. We're not going to get that specific. It's in the Ozark Mountains. Okay. Oh, that's why. It's yeah. Because the fucking Ozarks. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, be, here I know because I watched about, the show Ozarks. I know more about Branson than you do because I had grandparents that used to go hang out there for okay. fun. Okay. So it's it was named after a man named Reuben Branson, mm-hmm. who was the postmaster and operated the general store in the 1880s. Okay. The population is much lower than I thought. It's only twelve thousand six hundred thirty-eight people. Mm. So it's long been a destination for vacationers from Missouri and around the country. And it has one of the largest collections of entertainment theaters on this Highway 76. So, you know, you got Dolly Parton Stampede there. Hmm. Uh, You got Shepherd of the Hills Expressway. That's the boulevard everything's on. Well, in 1882, he opened up his store. This is Branson and incorporated the city. Well, then shortly after, a man named William Henry Lynch bought Marble Cave. Mm. They renamed it. Is it, it Marlboro Cave? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Marlboro Cave. Then they renamed it Marvel Cave. Ah. And visitors started coming. Oh, because it's like Marvel Comics? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Marvel to look at ah, after you're smoking a Marlboro. Yeah. So Hugo and Mary Hirsch, uh, Hirschhand leased the cave for 99 years in 1950 and began hosting square dances nice. inside the cave. Did they teach square dancing when you were in like eighth grade to you guys? No. Really? No. Oh, we got all that. No. Uh, the Hirschhand family modernized the cave with electricity and concrete staircases. And in 1960, the Hirschhands opened Silver Dollar City which was a recreation of a frontier town that featured shops, a church, and a log cabin, and all these actors that uh, uh, recreated the feud of the Hatfield and McCoys. Oh, okay. You know about them? I do. They're like the America's biggest family rivalry. Correct. Next Correct. to the Campbells and the McDonald's. Correct. I don't even know if that's like it. I always thought, I, I always heard about the Campbells and the McDonald's. I don't know if that was a real story or not. I don't know. Yeah. So here's what happens. Uh, an American author by the name of Harold Bell Wright, he published a novel about the Ozarks called The Shepherd of the Hills. Hmm. This is in 1907. Okay. It became a bestseller, and he became the first millionaire in America to write a book. Oh, that's nice. Uh, well, I mean, first author that made a million writing right. a book. Right. So um, it was basically uh, then that this the theaters began propping, you know, p- coming up. Um, and the Old Mill Theater began its first outdoor production based on the actual novel in 1960. The show, mm. known as The Shepherd of the Hills Outdoor Drama, continues, well, I should say continued, until 2021 for 61 seasons. Wait, uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, it's a show? Based on the book he wrote. And it's the theaters. So you got to think about it like this. It's not like going to Vegas and there's these huge theaters. Huh. There's these little tiny theaters. Oh, on the side of the highway. live, like live yeah. theaters. I'm thinking yeah. like motion picture. No. Because you mentioned in the city, like <clears throat> book was written in what, like 1910? 07. 07. Yeah. And then in the 60s, you're mentioning. Okay, okay. Yep. Well, okay. the Harold Bell Wright Museum is also located 
uh, within the world's largest toy museum complex. Uh, the mayor of Branson for 12 years, an honor, uh, honor, <laughs> entrepreneur, Jim <laughs> Owen, built the first theater, which was called the Hillbilly Theater. Hmm. And that began to attract people from far and wide. <laughs> I, I think we're going to change it from the Hillbill, Hillbilly Theater to the Billy Hill Theater. Well, 1959 saw the completion of Table Rock Dam on the White River, which created, guesses, ta uh, Table Rock Lake. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. I guess. Well, in 1959, the May Brothers started a band uh, that would become the first music show on Branson. They took their name from the parts they played in the Shepherd of the Hills outdoor drama, and they became known as the Bald Knobber Hillbilly Jamboree. <laughs> okay. The Bimon Sci Fi Con or whatever. Bald Knobber Hillbilly Jamboree. Yeah. Well, it's 60s. They get cooking. Yeah. And a man by the name of Paul Henning, he was inspired by a Boy Scout uh, camping trip in the Ozarks. Well, he ended up writing the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, yeah. Cool. Now that ran on television. I feel like I, f I remember hearing that a Boy Scout wrote the, the Beverly Hillbillies. News to me. Yeah. Well, that ran up until 1971. And after the show, he donated that modified 1921 Oldsmobile truck you see in the show. And it went to the College of the Ozarks, and it's now on display at the Ralph Foster Museum, in case you're curious. Cool. So um, more people come in. Uh, the Presleys, they open a theater there. Uh, uh, eventually, they had up to 50 theaters, all just strung along this little highway. Uh, gets big in 83. Uh, they build this 7,500-seat uh, Swiss Via Amphitheater. Now, here's where it gets interesting. You got uh, acts coming in like Def Leppard. Nice. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. REO Speedwagon. So it's not just country craziness. Right. So uh, another famous one, 87, Boxcar Willie. Uh, he became the first internationally known entertainer to purchase the theater in Branson and have a permanent performance schedule there. So he's got a, maybe a lifetime residency. Mm. I don't even know if Boxcar Willie's still alive. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, they started getting big national stars like Waylon Jennings, Conway Twitty, Loretta Conway Lynn. Conway Twitty, Jesus. Uh, yeah. And they were so big that 60 Minutes did a piece on them in, in the 90s. Um, and they called it the live music capital of the entire universe. <laughs> I would think Clearly. Nashville is now going, probably, pro probably going to object to that. Yeah. Vegas would object to that. LA would object to that. Austin will, but then we'll all shit on them for, <laughs> for objecting to that. Uh, well, here's the other thing in 1998, uh, Chinese acrobats come to town. Yeah. They set up shop there. Sun Tzu, Sun Tzu. And Dick Clark, American Bandstand Theater opened there. Sweet. Oh, dude, American Bandstand was huge. Yep. And then 2012 came in a tornado and knocked everybody out. <laughs> so, uh, those. I don't think anybody died, but there was extensive damage to a lot of these theaters. So, uh, this is also an interesting branch, in fact. Uh, due to being known for family-oriented tourism, casino gambling is frowned upon and does not exist in this area, despite for, what you saw on Ozark. Yeah, except for on a boat. Yeah. The maritime uh, law bullshit that they get into. Yep. Um, another attraction is the Andy Williams Performing Arts Center. It hosts annual shows year-round, but most prominent are the Christmas shows hosted by the Osmonds and the Lennon Sisters. Fucking the Osmonds. And that concludes... 
this week's Simpsons episode on Branson, Missouri. Thanks for that. All right, so let's get back. Sure we're going to have a couple people be like, oh my God, I'm from Branson. Well, it's just like, it's got this reputation. Like, uh, there's a, I forgot, there's a Titanic museum there. My stepmom just went to it and there's like a wax museum, but she was like, it's always got this rap as like, oh, it's where old people go to die. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, sure. So anyway. Um, it's a well, fucking wax museum, dude. We see Brian. Because he works, he's a moonlighter in these shows in Branson. And he's doing the, you remember, you know, you'll make me want to shout, kick my knees. He's doing shout. that number. He's he's doing a Chevy Checkered. Uh, I don't know who did that Chevy, one. Chevy Checkered's the twist. Do the twist. No, he's not doing that. Okay. But he probably does because it is the hits of the 60s. Chevy Checker. Quick side note, he's sure. pretty good. Okay. I like this Brian. Right. So back to the Checkered show. Brian's primping his bird. Uh, he's got a little misting spray. Yep. You know, he's doing his thing. And he says, well, I had to put my performance job in jeopardy to be here with my chickens. And his dad walks by and he's like, she just doodled on the floor, Brian. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's, he's doing, doing the, uh, the Coleman and cleaning up chicken shit. And, you know, Brian's dad said, my son, he just basically wants to spend his whole life messing with chickens. Well, he pulls out his leghorn, or as he refers to it as a leghorn. Okay. Uh, he's like, look at that head. Look at that skull. The best thing about this is I get to do this with this guy. And he looks yeah. at his dad. So they have a really cool relationship, That's the nice. two of them. Uh, so it's time to judge best in breed uh, Australorps at the show. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's hear about the Australorps. <laughs> okay, so we see the judges. They're looking at each other. They can't decide. Yeah. Judge one goes to the first one. He goes, well, I guess you could do these two cocks. And of course I laugh because I'm just like, really? Do they really just have to go there? Yeah. And uh, Judge 2 says, sure, let's do the two cocks. <laughs> so Here, you take this one, I'll take that one. I would have split the cocks yeah, up. Yeah, split the cocks up. Uh, so he pulls out the uh, Australorp and he's like, oh boy, you can tell that some of these still have old feathers. Old feathers? Yeah. Uh, well, Brian, is that good or bad? That's not good. That's not Brian's good. watching and he's like, no way. Now, here's the thing. You can't just go sit behind and sweat a judge. No. You got to get behind the rope. Oh. So you're allowed to like peek your head over, but you can't. I think that's why the term railbird comes from. Um, Interesting. I could be wrong. Railbird. But they're just sweating behind. No, I think railbird has to do with people who riding trains. Well, I'm going to say it's from this. Okay. So he's freaking out. He's like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. He didn't like her one bit. Oh, no. And, you know, he says he doesn't even know what he's looking at. Look at that back. There's a flat back and then a... He doesn't even know his ass from a hole in the ground. So Brian then says, I know what my birds are. I know how good they are. It's a very natural thing for me to get, well, quite upset. When a bird of mine doesn't do as well as it should. Because I study my standard yeah. constantly. So I know what the breed requires. Right. Well, Brian Cox reminds us that judging is not an exact science. Right. The standard of perfection, it's just a guideline. And it tells this example, a Brahma should have a moderately small back, moderately long back, excuse me. So how long is that? And then he pulls his hands out. He's like, is it this long? Is it this long? They don't put out the tape measure on mm. the Brahmas, apparently. Interesting. So there's some vagueness there mm -hmm. to, to allow for some, um, whatever they call it. I don't know. Uh, judgery? Judgery, yeah. <laughs> well, Brian... Interpretation. Brian's not happy. Interpretation. He says, see all those that he picked have flat backs? Yeah. 
And Mongo, whoosh, he needs to read up on his astrolor, Australorp standard again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should have the standard of the Australorp right next to his fucking chicken. Well, the, this guy, not, this guy maybe he disagrees. Should, maybe he should have the standards right there. So this movie interjects um, various chicken people that aren't the main three. And there's a couple interesting ones. And the one we're going to focus on is the guy I'm just calling chicken guy. And they interview him. And he says, people ask me, do you eat them? And my usual answer is, you got kids? Yeah. Well, do you, you eat your kids? kids? Fucking yeah. He goes, because these are my babies. Yeah. I don't eat my babies. Even after they die, they just, what, they just bury them? We're going to get to that. Oh, boy. Chicken lady, she's one of my favorites. She says, people think of a chicken, uh, they think of like a white chicken, you know, pretty generic. And they yeah. don't think it could be something as beautiful as this. Well, she's holding the brown one. Yeah. So she's like, this is a fucking beautiful brown ass chicken. <laughs> Back to the show floor. You see people with nail trimmers. They're like, you know, trimming yeah. the nails on the chickens. Brown chickens matter. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're using blow dryers on the chickens. It yeah. cracks me up when I yeah. see the blow dryer for some reason. And then Knox, he pulls out what I thought were steroids because it's in like a little pump. Uh, okay. And he goes, it's not what you think. Okay. He goes, it's not nasal spray. It's called VetRx, and we're allowed to put it on their combs to make them redder. Mm. So then he pulls out his smooth and shine polishing spray for hair, mm -hmm. and he says, this will change a farm chicken to a show chicken just like that. Mm. So then we're going to have to bring up Sherry. She is pissed that her chicken isn't looking great, and she's like, I got to drop everything. I'll be back. I got to go blow dry my chicken's butt. Yeah. So cool. she... <laughs> She says, when you compete at this level, they're going to nitpick everything. They're going to go after your eye color. They're going to go after your feather quality. Right. The, the wings, the feet, the toes, everything has to count. Well, we meet Sherry's husband, Larry. And he says, Sherry's a mama hen. I mean, I can't say mama bear. She's a mama hen. Okay. Well, I we meet it. Sherry. At, <clears throat> I get it. At her farm. She's got five kids, four dogs. A Yama named Comet, 200 chickens, 40 bunnies. Nice. She says her family comes first and her husband, but poultry is her life. Mm -hmm. She says they listen to you. They interact with you. I mean, they really are a lot, I hate to say it, but human-like. Mm -hmm. And I got to say they're not at all. No, <laughs> they're, they're very dinosaur-like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they're not chicken-like. I mean, they're not even, yeah, they're not human-like at they all. They have scales. Yeah. You know, they have a reptile brain almost. So um, then they show these two girls that look like the twins from The Shining. Ooh, they're my crazy chicken kid. The couple. Chicken girl and the other girl. Yep. <laughs> she says they can recognize our voices and they can tell who they don't like and who they like. Mm. And the other creepy uh, twin says, and they recognize other chickens too. Some hold grudges against other birds. Oh, I thought she was just going to repeat whatever the <laughs> fuck her sister said. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, and then uh, they'll never forget who's mean to them yeah. and others are best friends. Okay, let's get back to the show because it's time to judge best in breed in the silky category. Ooh. Do you know what the silkies look like? No. Okay, so the silkies are like those really plush, like you can barely see their face, mm. and they're they have like picture share as a bird. Okay, okay? sure. Huge headdress on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just like soft. They look like almost like dandelions. Okay. Okay. So the judge is like, not much of a crest on them. Mm. 
And then the, you get this chick and people behind their lines and they're like, you know, behind the rope and they're like, oh, he's looking at that cockerel now. Judge is like, nice crest, pretty good quills, smells good. <laughs> this is the best silky of the day. Mm. So he's done. The chicken owner goes up to the judge and she says, you gave me four thumb. <laughs> four thumb? Yeah. Is that uh, a word? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It is now. Four thumb. Judge is like, well, that's not too bad. And chicken owners, the, the fourth in person is like, uh, I'm over the moon. That's nice. Well, Sherry's black pullet comes in second out of a class of probably 40 birds. And she says, I didn't come here to lose. I came here to win, just like everybody else. And hopefully next time it'll be better. But uh, I'll be best of breed and champion of the show. So then we're going to go back to Knox. And, uh, you know, he's looking at a bird. And he's like, how's the wings on her? She's actually a little narrow-laced. She could be, you know, sharper and wider. But look how even it is. I'm just like, I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about when they're looking at these birds, yeah. narrow laced and all this stuff. Well, Brian says what makes him tick is creating a bird that nobody has ever created. And he pulls out the uh, silver laced wine dot. Okay. You know what that one looks no. like? It's kind of like the the black one, and then it has these little white speckles on okay. the tails, and then it's got some red on it. Mm-hmm. That I have seen. Well... He says this bird is the 5,494th silver-laced wine dot that I've taken out of an incubator and Aww. put a wingband on. Aww. And he goes, that's nothing. Hmm. On Brahma's, I'm up to 11,500 birds. Wow. He calls himself a hatchaholic. Yeah. He says, they call me that because I hatch a lot of chicks. Yeah. He says it took him 15 generations to get to 5,494. Whoa. 15 generations. Yeah. He says they started with the silver lace wine dots. They didn't even have tails in the beginning. They were bad. Yeah. The color was bad. The heads were bad. So some rando walks by and he goes, Hey man, you've improved the most. And he's like, she needs a better head still. <laughs> so I gotta, so I gotta find uh, I gotta find a, a chicken with a better head so I can have it. <laughs> fuck this one. And then it'll fuck its daughter and then Pretty, fuck its daughter. You're not far off. I mean, I know how this stuff. I, yeah. my, my nephew's played a game called Ark, which is about dinosaur breeding. Oh, really? And you just have to have the retarded ones fuck each other. That's how you get the specific, like the specific. Retarded dinosaurs? The retarded. The retarded <laughs> He's not genes. going for retards. No, retards no, no. But like you, you have to, you have to inbreed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they can have the certain trait that you yeah, want. Yeah, so you yeah. have to keep taking that. That's down. what these guys do. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, I it's mean, crazy. all they do. It's insane. Yeah. So. Uh, Just wait until like there's some like genome splicing bullshit that that like they have to ban because like the chickens are coming out too perfect well, now. Well, let's get to the judges because they're working on best in breed for the wine dots. Okay. So the judge pulls up the wine dot and he's like, right, see there in front of the comb here? We've got just a little indentation. You oh, see that? I no. can't see anything. No, you can't. It's probably where he holds it with his thumb. No, or something. he was pointing it out. No, no, but I'm saying like when the guy holds the chicken, like he yeah. probably puts his thumb right there. Oh, and so like days, <laughs> so days of thumb of thumb imprints have left a slight indentation on his back. He said, "You see that indentation?" He goes, "I thought this fellow was pretty well colored, hackle, oh, hackle and saddle, no. but that indentation just pulled him out." Knox says. When he started with these silver lace wine dots, he said they would never win. They never beat the whites or the blacks ever. Oh, well, like the IRS. 
<laughs> so dumb. I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. The color pattern is so complex. Judges see the faults in them too easily. You know, so the judges. Ah, like, I see. Yeah, yeah. This is like in band. Yeah. When you're in band, yeah. you have something called the spats. What are the oh, the shoes? The, it's the thing that goes over the shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also that covers that, but it's like it goes between the shoe and the the pant. Yeah. And then there's also the the stripe on the leg. Yeah. Now when you're sick, when you're when you're awesome. Yeah. The stripe and the spats can really bring out the march, like the the cleanliness in the unison of the marching. Oh, okay. But when you don't have it, it's less noticeable when yeah. people are out of step. Uh huh. But it doesn't look as good when they are in step. Okay, so, so this is kind of like sick that. and awesome with spats. Yeah. Sick and, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess. Uh, well, anyway, black Wyandots, reserve of breed, silver laced is best. So Brian wins. Nice. Yeah, Brian knocks. He goes, wow, it's huge. I bet these guys are like, oh, you got some fancy documentary people following you, huh? No, they're actually pretty normal. Uh, well, they're not normal. They're chick people. <laughs> but he's like, wow, that's huge. He goes, it's really neat. And then uh, this guy next to him goes, you're going to go all the way. I know it. Nice. I know it. So he's holding up his Wyandotte, and he's like, I did not expect this. 600 Wyandots, and he's the best. This is pretty cool. Yes. I nice. don't normally get like this. <laughs> he starts crying. <laughs> but this, this is big. <laughs> A lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Went to this point. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to Champion Row. Yeah. One of these 9,700 9, birds, they're going to win Super Grand Champion. Got it. So that's what I was, that was, what I was about to ask. There's tiers. So there's, yeah. there's, the, there's the individual and then there's yeah. the best in show. Yeah. Yeah, which is like the overall. Yeah. Well, Brian's never won the whole thing. He says, this would be serious if I won this. Yeah. So then we hear the MC, reserve grand champion of the show, second place, silver laced Wyandotte, Mr. Brian Cox. Nice. He gets a big applause. And he, I'm sure he's happy. Yeah. He's like, second it's place. the it's... biggest win I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets a pretty cool trophy and a plaque. Nice. So then they announce the super grand champion of the show, a white rock pullet by M and J Farms. Mm, you know this, Farms. yeah. M and J Farms. This is huh? when the corporate part yeah, gets into yeah. taking these little guys out because yeah. they got all these amazing breeding techniques. So anyway, uh, Brian says, "Look, what can you do to bump up from third place to first? What can I do next year? Planning for this show to win takes a lot." The other Brian says, "You know, you just have to keep at it. So I'm not quitting now." Same thing with Sherry; she's ready to go back home and start hatching new eggs for next year's show. So Knox, he's getting ready to leave, and this photographer walks by me. He's like, "You did get a photograph." of my wine diet, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, are you sure you already? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, we got, the, goes, we got the bird. He goes, if there was a more perfect subject, I never had one. <laughs> he goes, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> the photographer goes, he stood there. It was like Paris Hilton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's we should talk about Brian or the chicken? Let's talk about the chicken. Oh, okay. So it's 10 months until... Great temperament on this chicken. It's it's 10 months until the 2015 Ohio National Ooh. next year's show. So we go back to Weir, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's how they pronounce it. And we meet Brian Knox's farm. And he's got reserve champion ribbons on display everywhere. Uh, and he says, every puzzle out there is in the barn. And I just have to put the pieces together. 
to make the perfect bird. Mm-hmm. Um, then he shows like some other, you know, long dead birds that won. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got the 1967, and, yeah. we have, um, you know, tree biscuit. Yeah. So, you know, he's pointing out like different markings. He's like, check out the waddles on this one. He's like, the edging on this black one is amazing. And it's like, you have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, the saddle feather is not bad. It's not perfect, but perfect's what I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a plan. I think I can do it. And he says, I'm going to breed this bird to daughters of another male that has better saddle color. Mm-hmm. So this point, we also learn he is a race engine builder. That's got to be the fun part. What? Is fi- figuring out like the genealogy oh, and dude, the shit. it's amazing. It's making the pun- yeah. pun- pundit squares. Remember yeah. that? Big P, little P? Yeah. And by the got- way, yeah, by the way. Let's give it up to um, the Scottish people for, um, or the Irish people, I guess. What did they for, create? Create genealogy? No, but the Irish people were. I thought su- it was Darwin that figured out all this shit. No, but but Irish people successfully were able to turn a oh clone, clone a sheep. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you talking about with these Irish people? No, what did the, they do? Irish people were able to uh, successfully turn. Um, uh, a recessive trait into a dominant one oh. by years of inbreeding right? with the red hair. Talking about the redheads. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got you. Mm-hmm. Well, there goes the Irish listeners of our show. <laughs> uh, so at this point, we learn he's an engineer. And I'm like, oh, this guy probably works for NASA or something. Like <laughs> and then, no, 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 it's not that kind of engineer. Uh, he works on motors oh. for uh, tractor poles. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's like, I'm an engineer. I do that for a living. Dude, tractor poles so much so much bravado for such a we're gonna small get there little we're gonna get there thing. i might even do another simpsons episode oh, on tractor pulls so he says i'm always coming up with ways of making a motor run better and beat somebody on a track <laughs> building motors for tractor pulling and competing that's my job in my job, I cut back to half days, and I'm still working 12 hours a day. Yeah, and then I got to do the chickens after that. Well, then back to your whole like breeding thing. We're back at the barn. He's like, "See this male here? I'm leaning towards putting him in a pen down there. I just got to see what the genes are behind him." Yeah. Well, he's got all the gene markings on every cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "That's cr- that's sick. That's that that can be immer- immersive." Oh, it's insane. That's, that's kind of cool. Actually, he's like, "Let's see, three forty-eight, five thirty-two. That's this bird's number." And then he's like, "I got to get my family tree out now. That's, look up the mother." Okay, I can see the like you know if you're into biology and shit like that, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, there it is, three thousand ninety-one. She's still here." Yes. And it and, and it you can do it much more rapidly with chickens than you can with dogs. I'm assuming. But the thing is, he's doing this from memory. He's yeah. like, "Oh, I remember four thousand one hundred twenty-five. Yeah. He was a little short, yeah. but man, his color was good. Yeah. <laughs> he's been dead for eight years." Yeah. So <laughs> here's a picture of him. <laughs> remember the crazy chicken lady that they do intercuts yep, to? Yep. She's like, "This whole chicken holism thing, I think, is a huge growing problem in the nation today." Um, this girl, she's got six different chickens on her shirt and it's one of those, you know, those Afghan like blankets that you throw on the back of a couch. It's like knitted thick. It comes out like three inches off of her (laughs) shirt. So like Kantha. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, so we're going to go back to Sherry's farm and she's washing her chicken Mm -hmm. in her kitchen sink. Okay. This is the part that creeps me out a little bit. I guess. And she's like, what aggregate aggregate? aggravates me more than anything is people think chickens are dirty and that they're they're stinky and they're nasty or we're a bunch of yahoos over here raising a bunch of chickens and they're just crapping everywhere i don't have a problem if you're gonna wash chicken 
No. But you can't do it in the kitchen sink, can you? Uh, I, mean, I don't know, I guess. Well, she These says, guys must do a lot of shit in their kitchen yeah. sink, dude. <laughs> she spends three to four hours a day cleaning and breeding and dealing with the pens. She's been called obsessive, and she says, I wouldn't go that far, but I do think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. So her kids, they're there to support her because Sherry had a drinking problem. Oh, Yeah, she was like getting smashed and passed out. And Falling then, on her chickens and crushing them. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up on silkies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> she, she wakes up, she's the whole bu- downstairs is just covered in feathers and she sees a fried chicken in the fridge. She's like, what did I do? <laughs> so anyway, she busts out her silky. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a silky breed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this thing has a full beard, very nice turquoise lobes. I don't remember seeing this in the standard, but they lift up their like this part of their neck. Uh-huh. And it looks like they just have like tur- turquoise, you know, mm. pieces. It's very, very beautiful. Like translucent almost. Yeah. And she's like, I gotta work on the crest though. Yeah. Gotta work on this crest. When it's shaped correctly, it's actually kind of like a ball on the top of their head. And she says, this group of birds is going to produce potential champions. Nice. Uh, and then she's like, God damn it, this bird's pecking my ass. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of echo on Like actually pecking her ass? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, I didn't realize I was almost sitting on a bird. Oh, I see. Okay. So let's get back to Brian, Mr. Branson. Uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, he's doing a Like, little- are these people like wealthy? Most no. Of them? No, they're no, not, no, no. They're just... Well, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, the, what do the farmers say? You, uh, you're not dead till you die. Yeah. You know, okay. poor <laughs> so, while you live, dead when you die. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, Brian is trying to make it in the 60s singing yeah, circuit yeah, in yeah. Branson. Yeah. Sherry's a homemaker. Uh, Brian Knox is a lone wolf. There's no question about that. Yeah. We'll get to that um, uh, a little bit later. So uh, back to Brian character he's like don't you say that we must part don't you break my aching heart he lives in an apartment (laughs) (laughs) and he's got a picture of reba mcintyre on the wall Uh, another famous redhead i've seen reba i saw her live in 1980 at the snake river stampede how old were you dave (laughs) negative six years old well i saw reba get pulled out on a sled by a tractor and break out her hits wow. back in the day. Wow. I think I was five. Anyway, he's a huge music fan. He's got uh, Fabian on his wall. He's got Frankie Avalon on his wall. Now, these are people from like late 50s, early I'm, 60s. I'm more of a fan of Mickey Avalon, but okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but he says it's pretty lonesome here in Branson because I don't have my chickens. No. I don't have the dogs. I don't have that agricultural release. That I need. Uh, okay. Yeah, so Weird. They call them chicken people for a reason, Dave. Oddly. So we find out that Brian's parents, he he they're the ones taking care of his chickens. Because he's mm. out there following his trying to get his dream mm. to make it. And the people basically said, Hey, look, man, if you miss a show, you're fired. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I do 200 shows for you a year. Yeah. Just let me go to the nationals. Yeah, let me go to the so his parents have to take care of all these chickens, and it's yeah. really sad. And he's like, Branson's a tough place. He's like, I've come to find a lot of entertainers come here to die. Yeah. You get stuck and mired in the yeah. mud, and you spend 20 years being a chorus girl. Yeah. So he also supplements his pictures 
by uh, his income by taking pictures. Okay. So his job's like, welcome to the show. All right, we're going to seat you to aisle 13. Oh, for the, yeah. Yeah, he's actually doing his job, and the manager comes out, and he's like, your pictures are coming out blurry today, Brian. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, he's got a great upbeat attitude. He's like, I'm not where I'm in life, but I'm going to get there. So back to Sherry. She's got a problem because this year her birds are too leggy. <laughs> yep. Longer than the leg than she would prefer. Mm. So she's got a breeding plan herself with her black silkies. She's pairing um, a male with uh, a female that'll fix that. Now that male's name is Stud Muffin. Yeah. She says, I call him Stud Muffin because he's just a prolific breeder. Uh, he thinks it's his kingdom and you know he's got like 12, 13 girls. Nice. And uh, the eggs for the last weeks have been fertile. Some might say a henum <laughs> instead of a harem. So stupid. Okay, go on. I tried. <laughs> I know you did. She says, I call that a stud muffin. If I were you, he's just really good at what he does. So <clears throat> then we go back to Brian's parents' house. And he's like you said, he's the Lagern man. And he does reds and Australorps. And... <laughs> It's just like the word Australorp. It's a great word. Uh, but he's very, he says, you know, the problem with what I do is there's a reputation out there that Leghorns are crazy. Mm. And then he grabs his Leghorn and he goes, does that look crazy to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pecking his hand like until it's, <laughs> it's bloody. Like bloody. It's like, it's like what is look? wrong with what I'm doing here? I'm holding the chicken. Of course it's going to peck me. So... He says, I don't do much changing to my breedings. Uh, he says, my white leghorn bantams, you know, they can compete with anybody. He says, the standard says the first two points on the comb should stand straight up. After that, it should lop to the side, but not cover the eye. And as you can see, I have exemplary combs here. Mm. That's exactly what the standard calls for. He says, breeding mm-hmm. chickens ain't rocket science. Yeah. Okay. Don't make any more difficult make than you have Make this picture to. look like this picture. Yep. And then, uh, and then he says... Well, I'm a line breeder, and I'm strengthening those genetic markers. He's like, now you're going to see some female action. Mm. <laughs> that sounded filthy, didn't yeah. it? Ha, <laughs> oh, female action. And we see two chickens. He's fucking each other. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Brian does the same thing. He's they, some- Please tell me they put, like, sexy music on while they Oh, they blur their faces and everything. Oh, <laughs> no. Kidding. Oh, that would have been awesome. So, yeah, Brian... Uh, He's he's working on his genetic markers and his like you know all the things and he's like oh there goes some chicken sex well looks like uh, I'm gonna get fertility out of that one that was quick because yeah. these things they just go in and bang yeah boom done. Sherry's just like, like in and out two pump three pump yeah chumps. she's like it's wham bam thank you man that's how it works around here so uh, the 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 crazy chicken lady with the sweater. She's like, tell, let me tell you something about roosters. They love their hands, and they will absolutely take a bullet for them. Yeah. If there's a hawk, the rooster will go, bah! and all the hens and the chickens will run for cover. And that male stands right there and flaps his wings and says, you want a piece of me? Mm-hmm. You want a piece of me? And he'll sacrifice himself for those hens. Yeah, nice. I doubt that's a good man. that's true. Oh, okay. But that's what she believes. Sure. So back to Brian in the barn. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he opens up a little bit here. And he says, um, I can't give anything up to have a relationship. So, you know, he's focused on this. He, and we learned that he used to date a woman uh, who was also in the movie. She's a chicken lady named Jackie. Cool. They went on a cruise together. And it says, my lifestyle is not right for having a family or even a permanent girlfriend. 
<sighs> I met Jackie at a yeah. chicken show. Things were going great for a while. We had a fouling out. We had a fouling <laughs> out. Kidding, uh, kidding. <laughs> but he says the good thing is we're still good friends. So Sherry's eggs are about to hatch. This is really cool, by the way. You get to see. Uh, I'm they, surprised she still has eggs in it. No, she's trying to go on. We get to see the chickens hatch live, which is my probably cool. my favorite part of the show. And they they use their pips to get into the air cell. And it has to be like the right temperature so they don't drown. I didn't know anything about that. So that was really cool to see. Now she has a, uh, one of her chickens. She's like, this one's got a hobble. But what they do is they'll, they'll tie a piece of string in between their legs. You know what I mean? Mm. So like Forrest Gump them. Yeah, they'll yeah. put the braces <laughs> on them. So, you know, to straighten them to out. Straighten them out. Yeah. You used to, your back used to look like a question mark. <laughs> Dude, that's a, still a great movie. Yeah. Even the part when Jenny gets AIDS and dies. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, she was gone. So Brian, um, we're back on his farm. Uh, he's got one that passes away too. Aww. And he's like, it's the worst job. He's like, I just hate that part when they die. So uh, his dad, Bob, he's like, we were willing, Brian was willing to be separated from horses and he was willing to be separated from sheep. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> the words that come out of these mouths. Oh boy. But he says, but you will never take his chickens away from yeah. him. Yeah. It yeah. would take his heart out. Yeah. So Brian says, I really want to take the workload off my parents. I've mm -hmm. got goals. I want to purchase a farm of my own, mm -hmm. you know, and I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't have my parents because mm -hmm. he's moonlighting on the 60s show in Branson and driving up to Anna, Illinois. I didn't do the math on how far it is, yeah. but it's quite the distance. Yeah. So um, back to Knox, he says he started when he was a kid. He got chicks in the mail from a hatchery. You, mm. They literally sent them to you in a box. Yeah. And he said it was my first pet. A pet. Uh, he said I had a dog, but mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't said, fuck it. He says at this point he's hatched over thirty thousand chickens in his life. Nice. So. Uh, when he was a kid, he slept with the incubator in his Aww, room. Oh, that's cute. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he had a 250-degree watt lamp, which wasn't a, uh, a good combination, mm. and he burned the place down. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. When was this? When he was a kid? He when burned he was the, a kid. He burned the whole place down? Or? It was it was, it was was a garage. Okay. It wasn't the house. Yeah. But the whole thing went up in flames. Just because of a 250-watt lamp? Yeah, that's pretty damn hot. And when it's unattended, uh. it, they had to call the fire department. Uh. It didn't go well. Uh. Knox is like, it was a bad day. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> so... Uh, Grandpa Knox is there. You know how there. many silkies I lost that day? <laughs> Grandpa Knox is there and tells Yay. the story. He was like, it burned everything up. He was real torn up over that. And I said, well, don't worry about it, Bri, because tomorrow we're going down to the hardware store, buying ourselves some lumber, and we're going to build a brand new barn. All right. And we did. <laughs> well, it we only also, took three months. <laughs> we also meet Brian's mentor, okay. chicken agent chicken mentor by the name of Dick Stevens. Mm. He says, we live six miles away. And uh, friends told me about his loss in the fire. And uh, that's how I got to know Brian. Uh, I started taking him to all those shows. And uh, from the beginning, his enthusiasm was obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <clears throat> so we're back to his barn. He pulls out his silver lace wine dog. Look at he's that like, Pekka. He's like, this is number 6003. Ah, oh, geez. Yep. Uh, and he says, I always wing band. 
They have to have a number on them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go in the wing, and I record the number of the bird because my old mentor, Dick Stevens, says, you got to know what's behind them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, um, Knox, <laughs> he keeps saying this. It's really weird. He's like, it's so weird. He says, I can see all the grandpa, uh, grandparent traits pop out of these birds. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that, that whole bio. Oh, you have Misty's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> So, and uh, Charles's uh, leg thorn or yeah, whatever that yeah. thing was called. Yeah. Um, oh, look at the waddle on that one. So they, again, one of the chicken people are like, uh, so do you eat your chickens? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. I have fried chicken whenever I want. <laughs> so back to Sherry. You know how good a best in show chicken tastes? <laughs> yeah, this ain't... Fucking- this is like Chick-fil-A on crack. Yeah, dude, Chick-fil-A. So it's five months until the Ohio National. Okay. More like Chick-fil-A that order. <laughs> I'm taking a... Okay, go on. Five months until the Ohio National. And uh, we're in Chapel Hill, Tennessee. Chapel Hill, Because Brian Knox is on the road, and he's hard at work for Honky Donkey. Honky Donkey. That is the name of his tractor pull team. Ah, here we go with the fucking tractor pulls. He, well, he's the engineer for, he's head engineer for the tractor pulls. Okay, well, that's kind of cool then. Give me a little music and we're going to talk some tractor Actual pulls. music music? No, no, just a little Simpsons. Wow, okay. three Simpsons episodes we're in this gonna, one, huh? We're going to learn about tractor pulls. Dude, do you know anything about tractor pulling? I know that I would watch <laughs> these fucking things at 3 a.m. on ESPN. Are you thinking of monster trucks? No. Okay. Tractor pulls. Yes. It's a... It's like a fucking tractor with two, like, two mm-hmm. 1,200 horsepower engines or Correct. something. And the thing goes 40 feet. And they're like, Dave, it goes, it goes 100 meters. Oh, 100 respect. meters. 100 meters. Okay. okay. But it, it goes on. It's supposed to, it's supposed well, to be a 330 feet. Okay. Okay. You make it's it sound like it's just 40 feet. Let's give these guys the respect they deserve. Yes. Okay. But I mean, if it, it just, it seems hey, like a lot of work for hey. nothing. <laughs> Truck and tractor pulling, yeah. also known as power pulling, yes. is a form of motorsport competition yes. in which antique or modified, right. as you say, tractors pull a heavy drag or sled along an 11 meter wide and 100 meter long track. Right. With the winner being the tractor that pulls the drag the farthest. Right. And fastest. Yeah. The sport is known as the world's most powerful motorsport due to the multi-engine modified tractors. Right. Now, there's weight classes in these things. And the important thing you need to know is what there's happens. There's mental classes in these <laughs> things too, let me tell you. <laughs> what do you think happens when a tractor gets to the end of the 100-meter track? What it fucking blows up most of the time. <laughs> no, they do. I watch some YouTube videos. That's what happens. The best part is though, you see these things blow up, and it's not like uh, an NFL player being attended to. No. You know, there's fire going everywhere. Yeah. And you see these old men running out yeah. with ex- fire extinguishers. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there's a guy on fire, dude. Yeah. Do you want to get there a little faster? Yeah. I'm surprised piston rods don't don't uh, pierce they kids, do. kids' heads. I they, know they do. do. I know they do. Okay. So what do you call it when the tractor gets to the uh, 100 meter, finishes the 100 meter track? What is that called? I don't know. It's called a full pull. Oh, full pull, right? Yeah, most of them don't even make it that far. Correct. So here's the thing. They have what are called weight transfer drags, okay? So 
as these trucks are pulled or down the track, the weight is transferred. It's linked with gears to the drag's wheels from over the rear axles towards the front of the drag. So the farther the tractor pulls it, the harder it gets to pull it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So tractor pulling originated from pre-industrial era horse pulling. Before this, they did this with horses. Yeah. This is the evolution of taking your best stud out on Sunday, mm-hmm. saying, my, my horse is stronger than your horse. Right. So they still compete with horses today. But they monitor them very carefully. Right. Because they don't want to, you know, you can't abuse them. So here's the thing. Tractor pulling started in 1929 in Missouri in Kentucky. Kentucky. It became popular very quickly in rural areas and spread uh, to the Midwestern and Southern United States in the 50s and 60s, eventually spreading to Canada, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Hmm. So... You got to remember where all the white people are. Who'd have thought? You got to remember back in the day, horses did all the work for this stuff. So they would load up their carts with uh, teams and, you know, have these races. So it was a really big deal. This is what people did on the weekends. Uh, They had a motto pull on Sunday, plow on Monday. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) In 1929. It goes motorized. Ooh. So this was created in Bowling Green, Missouri. Uh, so the sport wasn't initially recognized and didn't become popular, like I said, until the 50s and 60s because there were no rules. Oh, there were zero rules. So they varied from state to state, county to county, fair to fair. Now they unified them, huh? Yeah. Well, in 1969, the NTPA organizes. <laughs> NTPA, National, National Tractor Pool Association. Yep. So then they create. It's probably natu- It's probably National Tractor Poolers Association. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. So then in the 70s, they start modifying like what you were talking about with yeah. these super engines. Um, and then that's when things get out of control. Okay. You've got innovation during this period. Uh, Bruce Hutcherson. Introduces his triple Rodak engine-powered make-and-bacon special model. <laughs> okay. okay. Dave and Ralph Banter and their Chevrolet power tractors. They introduce the Mission Impossibles. Um, there's multiple classes. You got alcohol. You got uh, diesel. It's just a lot of stuff going on yeah. here. And then, of course large turbochargers with intercoolers. And then when you get into the 70s and 80s, that's when it gets next level. They're attaching uh, jet engines to these things. Uh, In 74, I'm sure you know this, Gardner Stone's general tractor introduces a four turbo shaft. Mm. That hit the hook in 89. Mm. The hook, is that what it's called? Is the hook, do you think, the circuit or the track? I don't know, dude. So back to... It's all foreign language to me. Yeah, so these engines continue to increase in size up to 11,000 cubic centimeters. And it would have continued, but then the NTPA... Mm -hmm. They kiboshed it? They said, we have a limit on this. Yeah. It's 10,700 cubic centimeters, mm-hmm. and don't you, any of you go over that. No, no, so, God, no, God, no. Yeah, um, there's a four-wheel vision today. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the Holman Brothers foreplay. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. How about Bob Bowden's Studley Studebaker? 
Can't say that I do. Okay, well, now we're going to take a step back in time and give yeah. a little homage to the antique tractor pullers. Yeah. Okay, so you got to remember these started out in 1929, okay? And they first just put like a drag behind them. And the way they would do it is they would put people on it. Oh, God. <laughs> it was called a human drag. Yeah. And then they started realizing that's probably not a bad, a best idea we could use for right. weight. Right. So they started putting cows on them. <laughs> the point is, they realized um, they can't use people because these things are going 30 miles an hour and yeah. people are getting run over and shit. Oh, shit. They're getting so, run over. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, uh, and there are some rules that you got to be aware of when it comes to um, antique pulling. Antique pullers, they have to perform at their original speed. Mm -hmm. So if you go in there and juice up an old John Deere, yeah. they're going to be like, no, 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 no. you're yeah. not allowed to do yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I think the only thing that you really need to know is now it's become such like obsessive and expensive mm -hmm. that people are sneaking in like Soviet MP03 torpedo boat engines to put in these things wonderful yeah. <laughs> oh we find out this is what the ukraine war is about they have tank engines that they've used in these oh, things god yeah so that's pretty much all you need to know yeah. it's serious business yeah but if you go watch the youtube videos mm -hmm. they're always catching on fire and yeah. people in the comments will be like there goes a hundred grand and the yeah. guy that posted is like uh i can afford it yeah so I can afford it, and it's hundred grand. Yeah, right. It's fucking probably more than that too. Yeah, time and money. All right. Well, let's get back on track. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> so let's get back on track. So, uh, Knox says everyone always wants to know how my trip is as soon as I get back. Well, I have zero memory of my trips. I don't remember staying in a motel. I don't remember stopping for gas because the whole time I'm driving, I'm just thinking about, about chickens. Yeah. He's like, how am I going to make this, this bird better? Mm -hmm. How am I going to make this engine run faster? Mm -hmm. Well, he started building these engines when he was 14. Um, his mom was a race car driver. That's cool. Yeah. And his dad was like the, what do you call it? The main guy. The guy who plays the in Days of Thunder, Robert Duvall's character. Like the 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 guy on the the top communication guy whatever the fuck it is pit boss pit I boss like the know. pit boss yes yes so yes, yes. but i knew i know a family of funny car racers oh you do it's like, yeah it's like a it's a uh, i knew the son the dad uh fixes and makes funny cars and his brother drives them and you, he's works on the pit you ever seen heart like a wheel the shirley Muldowney story nope great movie yeah uh bonnie bedelia bo okay. bridges check it out if you've never seen it okay well anyway we find is out bridges dead no okay he's alive he's alive okay so we find out um that's jeff bridges brother correct yeah, yeah. they uh, look they look a lot, a alike. lot, a lot alike. you know what why don't you go watch the fabulous baker boys if you want to see those brothers in action okay. together Maybe 1988 a great film itself michelle yeah. pfeiffer go watch it yeah i used i just recently watched um where he plays a uh, rooster cockburn oh yeah it's, speaking of cock yeah true grit True Grit. You know that's a remake. It's a right? remake, yeah. Okay. I like the original much better, actually. Yeah, everybody does. So anyway, we see his mom driving in these vintage videos. And Brian says, I was on the track and I saw people die. You know, uh, it was pretty scary. You know, and his mom had a fire one night in a car. 
And, you know, these things are going like close to 200 miles an hour. Well, his mom managed to escape the fire. Nice. So um, we meet her a little bit, and she talks about the night she was in the in the crash and the fire. Who'd have thought a woman crashes a fucking race car? <laughs> so John, her husband says, when I saw that ball of flame, I thought, oh, man, the motor's eating itself up. Oh, yeah, that's and, what you uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, anyway, she got out. She survived. Everybody's good. So we're going to, don't forget, he's he got a big race, the honky donkeys, honking donkeys. <laughs> They're all wearing these shirts. They're called, they're called the honking donkeys. Honking donkeys. <laughs> yeah, they're pulling. They're pulling a tractor named Iron Boy. Cool. So you know, he says we have to measure everything precisely. Everything gets checked. It has to be perfect. And sure enough, guess who takes first place? They do. Yeah, because they're the honking donkeys. Yep. Now I don't know if they want anything. It doesn't say like, hey, we want a bunch of money or anything like that. Yeah, I don't. I see. Here's the thing. With shit like that, it's like, how do you, 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 there's no money in it to like give to the people. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't figure out why they do it. They just, I think they just do it just to, you know. Show off. Show off. It's probably like, there's probably like a farm thing. Like you get more recognition from your farm. You get, maybe you you get jobs, like maybe you get jobs, like just working on these things also. But like, I can't see how the organization putting on the show makes any fucking money i don't even think they charge to get into that no they do okay they do ten dollars in fact one of the youtube videos i was watching yeah they were like attendance looks pretty light for this elite competition yeah and there's what 300 people there's like 12 (laughs) is it really that small (laughs) it didn't look like a lot i mean these were the finals in 2020 yeah there might have been 30 people i mean it's yeah Anyway, so you're making but, 400 bucks plus concessions. Yeah. And what did you just spend building that motor exactly. with the Rolls Royce? That's engine? why. Yeah. That's why it's like the, the, the governing body has has no way to to give any meaningful amount of money to these people. Here's the thing. Tractor pulls always been a word I've heard, but I had no idea what it actually meant. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I guess back in the day when they were on television, you could probably make some money out of it. Yeah, I guess. Like but, after the monster truck, after Gravedigger does his thing, yeah, they're like, yeah. we're out of shit to show. I mean, it wasn't even that. It was like I, literally after rodeos, shit like that. It would uh, be like a rodeo, yeah. and then you'd have a fucking tractor pull, or the tractor yeah. pull first, and then the rodeo. Yeah. But then you can't do the tractor pull before the rodeo sometimes because- Fucks up the dirt. Fucks up the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I recently, like on, on a video- <laughs> Did you saw, go down a deep web on something you haven't told no, me about? No, no, no. But uh, I, I saw recently a video, just a dude with no hand, like- he has arms, uh-huh. but basically arm without holding on to anything yeah. sits on a bull for like a solid, like 15 seconds. Did he get seconds. eight seconds? Luke Perry style? Dude, more than eight seconds. Kills eight seconds. He's on well, there. But dude, that's not fair. He's got a lower center of gravity. Of course he's going to kick he's, ass. But dude, he fucking like. He, he, how does he hold on? He doesn't. He just has his <laughs> arms to his side. He's that good. He's just fucking like. He's oh, just, he just he just moves he just to rides, the beat. He just moves to the beat. Yeah, so it's it was nuts. just literally like a little stump sitting yeah. on. A, yeah. Wow, is he smiling? He's having a good time. Smiling, having a great time. Wow. But he like he's he like pounds. Of, no, no, he's he's got four like four limbs. Oh, he's, I thought he was. Uh, no, he has both arms and both legs. But the point is that he's so not so holding a regular human being on a horse. Yeah, but he has his like you his made hands. this sound so no, 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 much no. better. But like I'm saying, he's not holding on. You know how the fucking yeah, the yeah, guy like yeah, puts yeah. the thing through yeah. his hand. He's just he's, he's, riding, he's riding without riding holding. With, without holding. Yeah, uh, that's that shit's crazy. Yeah, just that's, no thanks. That's suicide. Yeah, that is. Well, Sherry's having a tough breeding season. <laughs> She's got a lot of a lot of uh, 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 
coccidiasis coming down on her birds. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sounds bad. Yeah. So we see her, and she's like, it's time to bury another bird. Oh. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to take her out back and put a little grave up. Mm-hmm. She climbs a mountain because this bird graveyard's so damn big, and yeah, she's Jesus. had to put so many birds in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like bird in a CVS bag. Yeah. Throw it, throw it at the top of the mountain. Put more dirt on it. I'll yeah. be back in a week yeah. doing this all over again. Uh. So just eat the fucking bird. I you can't when they have coccidiasis. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, Good point. So anyway. Uh we do also learn that Sherry had a pretty hard life. She, you know, her dad was a drunk and she grew up and she just had a really hard life. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She's transformed that and now she's a bird photographer as well. Oh. Her work is off the charts. Yeah. I'll give you a link after the show. Thanks. Let's get to the Benton Civic Center. Okay? Now, this is Brian Carricker, and he's going to be performing America's Songbook. Okay? Okay. Am I supposed to know what that is? No. Okay. It's Branson. You're not supposed to know anything. Okay. So he says, I'm in the process of putting together a solo show. I could go out tomorrow and announce that I'm doing a show in Anna, and I'd pack the house. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to you know, brag, but I have a following that could make that work. Cool. Well, he does a radio interview with Southern Illinois Q106 uh, to promote his show. And uh, they say Brian Carricker is doing classics from the Great American Songbook, and we've got him on the line. How are you, Brian? And as we they're having this chat, we see Brian's audience come up, and it's a church bus. Uh-huh. And it's full of blue-haired old ladies like Aww. in the 80s and 90s. Well, 106 over here in LA is a little <laughs> different, I think, than the 106 over there. Let me tell you. He says... Well, I'm traditionally uh, a jazz standard man. Yeah, uh, that's the music I grew up with. Everything, everything the, revolves the around the word standard with these people. Yeah, that's true. They use everything the standard well, American I saw, standard. I saw a poster of Brian's uh, live show, and he does have amazing credits. They call him a consummate performer by anyone's definition, top Branson talent, uh, national winner, artist, music, Guild Heritage Award. Uh, for musical performer. And then there's a coming attractions poster next to it called Kids Comedy Club with a comedian holding an orangutan. So just to give you an idea. (laughs) A prop act. (laughs) The comedy they're putting through Branson these days. Orangutan. Oh, oh, much like Carrot Top, another orange-haired idiot. Yep. So Actually, uh, Carrot Top's pretty good. He does this rendition, uh, this old... uh, Classic, uh, when Sunny gets blue, her eyes get gray and cloudy. (laughs) Then the rain begins to fall. So it's that kind of music. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he does open up. He claims he had low self-esteem when he was young and he's been hard on himself. And, you know, he says he's going to try and work on that. And, you know, he really relied on his dad to get through high school. So his dad. Wait, wait, to like he was help bullied. him with his. He was bullied. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was bullied. I and thought you were talking about to like no. finish his homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too dumb to do this. Can you do this, dad? Uh, he was, unfortunately, he was bullied, but he had yeah. his chickens. I mean, his dad is just the best. Now, then, was he bullied because of the chickens or did he have the chickens because he was question. bullied? That's the old chicken and the <laughs> egg question. Well, might I? Yes. Do do we know? Do we know the answer to the what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, or the I chicken the, and the bully question? <laughs> what is the answer? The, well, the, the, actually, the the question has to be the correct yeah. question because if yeah. you ask what came first, the chicken or the egg, yeah, the answer is the egg came first because whatever hatches, 
whatever lays the chicken is not a chicken. But the real question should be, what came first, the chicken or the chicken egg? Let me explain this to you in five seconds. Okay. Creationists would believe it was the chicken first. Okay. okay. People with uh, any sort of brain would say it's the egg. The chicken doesn't right. just show up one day unless they're creationists and they believe the earth is 10,000 years old. Well, the no. egg comes from the primordial soup of, you know, four and a half billion years of the soup yeah. stirring. Whatever lays the chicken mm-hmm. is not, whatever lays the chicken egg yeah. that the chicken is in yeah. is not a chicken, is the point. Of course. It's, it's whatever the chicken it's mutates. biology. The or, chicken mutates or inside God, of the egg. depending right, on or, who you believe. However, however you want to believe it. But mm-hmm. like, yes. But if you say, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The egg, obviously. But what came first, the chicken or the chicken egg? Uh-huh. The chicken came first. I see what you're doing. Yes. Okay. Uh, so anyway, they his parents are there at the show. They wrap everything up. And they like, best work we've ever seen you do. And his dad's like, you know, if you go by the numbers here, this would be considered disappointing. <laughs> so, you talking about his like his music stuff? No, not this not the song numbers, the okay. numbers of people. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. No, his catalog was amazing. Oh, okay. Got um but you know, he's like, we're just gonna keep supporting him. Uh, so like his like his numbers were down. In other words, like he didn't, his attendance was down. There were twenty old people in the audience. Okay. okay, it's a tough town. I can't even get that many people to a comedy show. Do anyway. we have breaking news flash music? Uh, let's see if we can do. Yeah, it's good enough. We got some bad news. Oh, the bird flu comes in. Twenty-one million birds. Avian flu. Avian flu. 21 million birds have have to be destroyed and put down. Because this <laughs> don't, is the, don't say destroyed. That's what they say. <laughs> I know, I know. Like it makes it feel it makes it feel like an inanimate object when you say destroyed. That's what it is. <clears throat> okay. So it's the worst break outbreak in the history of the United States. Uh-huh. So all, This was in what year? Uh somewhere 2015. Yeah, yeah 2015. Yeah. It was 2015. That's when they yeah can't have a poultry show during bird flu season. No, you can't. Well, they all get canceled. Yeah. Everything. You know, N- nationals. No mm-hmm. nationals this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So people are like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. They probably didn't even kill the birds. They were instructed to kill by the government, and the government probably would have paid them to kill these birds. But they're not killing the birds because they're fucking what? Chicken people. They're chicken people. So <laughs> Plus, I'm sure there's a way you can find out if the fucking bird has avian flu. Yeah, but I think the safe thing to do is just kill them. <laughs> So, I mean, so you, you want to care about humanity. It's quite true. All right. So there is a ray of hope. Okay. The show must go on. <laughs> the show must go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee, Before it goes right. The Tennessee Val- Valley Poultry Club, mm-hmm. they're going to push on. Ooh, Not, they're going to defy standards. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, oh, oh, I bet these people are. So you're probably, yeah. in, you're probably in a red state anyway. You're like... Eh, the bird APA is not real. The APA in Ohio, they're not doing it. They go red and blue all the time. I don't know what the year were in 2016, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're like, no, we're shutting down. Well, Tennessee's like, no, we got the Knoxville Dixie Classic, and we're moving forward. <laughs> Nineteen thousand people died that year from <laughs> avian flu. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. <clears throat> so Brian's getting ready. He's like, yeah, damn them stupid guineas. <laughs> now, <laughs> so. <laughs> of course he was targeting for nationals yeah and uh everything got backed up a month and got canceled and he's like my brain was in great shape but now i'm doing nothing but multi hens yeah oh, oh. <laughs> not moldy 
Molty. What's molty? Well, molty is when they shed their feathers oh. to make way for new growth. It's like an right. in-between stage. It's a bad it's like time. It's a bad time to have a competition. Yes. It's like when you're growing your hair out and you're in between. It just yeah. doesn't look right. Well, I mean, that's something that people do when they're go- about to go to a wedding or something. You don't get a haircut until, uh, you know, right before the wedding. Correct. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Sherry, she's in a whole conundrum about this because she's like, first, we got an avian flu and Tennessee's all I got going this year, but I'm okay traveling a couple hours, but going overnight. The thought of driving away from my home for a night uh, does not feel good. Uh, um, this lady's never gone overnight. Apparently to, not. To one of these bird shows. She had a panic attack. Uh. Yeah. And she said it's like a snowball effect. Weird. Yeah. It's just a snowball turning into a boulder. And I don't, I can't risk a panic attack at a show. Yeah. Can you imagine? Or while a, you're driving. Can you imagine having a panic attack in a room with 10,000 birds? Yeah. <laughs> So it's like that guy at the end of uh Robo uh, at the end of Terminator. Oh, He's yeah, holding yeah, the yeah. thing. <laughs> That's actually one of the most believable death scenes I've ever seen in my life. Well, speaking of that, also uh remember Lance Henriksen in Aliens? Yeah. Um also with yeah, yeah, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he uh, he's Bishop, and he's got that white blood, and it's yeah. half his body. I I bought it as yeah. an android. Yeah, yeah. I was getting ready to die. Anyway, back to the uh, Dixie Classic. We're a week out Ooh. from the Dixie Classic, so um, we got to check in on Brian because he's got to get his leggings ready, and he is very very happy with his forty five degree angle tail work on his on his leggings this year. I love it. Forty five degree is ideal. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, I got the book right here. It says it's standard of perfection. It says you got to carry a 45. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you crack yourself up. <laughs> My bird's got to carry a 45 to win. <laughs> so dumb. I'm so, more of a 38 guy myself. The point is, he ain't lying. Yeah. This legern is spectacular. Nice. So we're going to check in with Nod. How would you know? Because I read I'm the just, standard I, I, just I to it. prepare for this podcast. <laughs> so uh, we're we're going to check in on Knox. You know, of course, he had that second place finish, the best he'd ever done in the Bantam class. And he had a really good year producing uh, males, he says. Well, remember old Wyandotte winner number 5494? He, yeah. picked, out, <laughs> yeah. he picked out 10 males uh, and used that bird uh, as, and sired that five four nine four niner <laughs> to create <laughs> ten ten birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course Sherry decides I'm going. Good. Um she gets out of her comfort zone. She's like, if I have a panic attack, it is what it is. I'm not gonna let it control right. me. She's like, I'm gonna have to wash for 14 hours a day though, in advance. Okay. So she's just like in and out, turning and burning these chickens in her sink, getting ready. So, so you just gotta just constantly wash them? Yeah, apparently. Mm. I feel like that would like just like how you're not supposed to wash hair that often. Well, I feel like it when you've got a new silky who's the son of stud muffin, I think you're probably <laughs> gonna overwash it yeah, just yeah. because you're gonna find a flaw. Yeah. So anyway, she's washing her chickens and she's like, Nope, oh, two down, thirty two more to go. Oh, so that answers your question. She's taking thirty two chickens to That's the show. Why, yeah. 
She literally says, I'm going to be washing nonstop. For That's probably hours. why it's like a fucking, I'm mean, damn, you're taking 32 chickens. Yeah. How do you even stop at a hotel with 32 chickens? You can't. I mean, I guess you could park it outside. But then, you know, anyway, Brian, he gets the best joke. Brian, uh, Leghorn Brian, he gets right. the best joke of the show because he's like, he's got his, le- uh, his leghorn between his legs and the camera comes on. He goes, stop looking at my cock, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's the best joke, huh? <laughs> it's the one I laughed at the most. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> um, the crazy chicken ladies, they talk about this is this this is very interesting. She says you have to be very careful when you wash them because um, they can sometimes just go to sleep. Oh, that's kind of cute, actually. Because you're drowning them. Because oh, they drink oh, water. Never, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you can't keep water in their crop or they'll drown. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's this one woman says, I've seen them choke. And uh, Jackie, she says, I was at a show and um, I saw. Bird have a seizure? No. Oh. Mouth to mouth resuscitation with a bird. They had to give beak to mouth res- resuscitation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even with dogs, over you could do that with animals. All dogs, animals probably. dogs can't, especially small dogs, can have seizures induced by drinking too much water. Oh, I did know about the water yeah. thing. Yeah. So can humans; they can die too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's one day until the Knoxville Classic. Do you feel the energy? I can feel it. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of it's roosting right? in the air. Yep. Well, there's going to be 154 recognized breeds of showbirds this year, mm-hmm. and again, here's how the judging works. There's an order to the judging. You start out by color, mm-hmm. okay? Then you go to classes, which are what? Seems a lot like the United States. Color classes. <laughs> what's going on over here? Classes are cock and cockerel and pullet. Okay. Then. First place, cock hen, cockerel, and pullet. What's a cockerel? I don't know. A fucking okay. bird. What's a cock hen? <laughs> are these like trans No, chickens? cock and hen are two different things. I know, but she's... Okay. So first place, you get a cock. First place, yeah, then you, you get, get a hen. hen. Yeah. Then you get a cockerel. Cockerel. And then... Maybe it's like a, uh, maybe it's like a teenage... <laughs> oh, it's some kid making a joke? About no, it? <laughs> no. Meaning it's like a teenage bird. I it's like know. a younger bird, maybe. But then you go from best uh, breed to best variety. Okay, and then every variety is considered for best for breed. The best of breed goes on to complete for class champion. In the Bantams, there's seven classes. There's game, modern, single comb, remember? All yep, this yep, stuff yep, from yep, before. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then again, the super grand champion is selected that. So every time you see somebody win, you're like, fuck, they did it. And then they're like, <laughs> well, they have to, and now they're entered into the Then next, they show the chart, and it's like, you still uh, got 40, 40 more. Other, yeah. yeah. Then you, but th- I mean, that. That's a you know chops yeah. it down big time. Yeah, and it's still a big deal. And to it's win champions your class of rows or your yeah. variety yeah. or whatever. Well, all right, everybody, put <laughs> your chickens away. It's time for championship row. They got everybody's got to put their chickens away, and, they, yeah. and then they have to set up champions row. Yeah, it's cool. Champions row is a big deal. Yeah, it's well, cool. Brian, um, he also enters thirty-two birds, nice. and he gets out to a really rough start with his laggards. Hmm. So he pulls them out of the box, his travel box, and he's like, God, these are terrible. You spend months trying to get a male into good condition, and you put them in a show box for four or five hours, and all that just goes right out the window. Yeah. He's like, he's not going to do a darn thing with a tail like that. <laughs> he's not going to do a darn thing with a tail like that. You work that. so hard, you get to the show, and they look like garbage. Yeah. So 
Let's check in. And Brian. Then, now I want like the Castle Rock people, like from Schitt's Creek and Best in Show. Oh, they to, would like, be great to at do this. to make a chicken show. To chicken show. Yeah. Um, so we talked to Knox, and he says, you know, two males that have lived at my house their whole life. I take them to the show. I put them in a cage, and I look across the aisle, and I go. Do you see that black rose comb female over there? Wow, she's hot. Mm. I wonder if birds do that. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> well, he's really curious. Some birds actually do that, though. So there's this one bird in, from like, I, I, I was watching Planet Earth, and it's like, you know, he does his whole thing. And then usually, like in the bird community, like, once the female and the male get to a point where they're like, they're doing like the male's doing like the dance or whatever. Uh-huh. A lot of the times the female just like, ah, just fucking fuck me and get over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this particular one, he like shows his plume or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, nah, it's like the his pick, vein. The Did pick shows vein. He showed his vein. <laughs> it's like one of the most pickiest birds. I think chickens probably aren't that picky. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. And I certainly don't think they're looking over there going, wow, look at that yeah. guy's waddle. Yeah. Look at no, that. I don't think they can think like that. But, I mean, if they're in heat. Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, it's time for best in variety for White Sulky. Nice. And Sherry makes it very clear. Everybody knows that Vicky and Shorty, they're the people to beat. Uh, they're the top readers. She ain't lying. They, uh, Vicky and Shorty... They quickly take first and second for cockerels. Nice. And then we see the judge inspecting Sherry's silky, and he says, all I want is a good crest. Well, he has to pull out his standard of perfection because he can't remember how the tail lines are supposed to uh, connect. So he consults the standard of perfection. And uh, he looks at her, and he says, show me your stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then he goes, I really like her mobility. So Jackie and Sherry, they're kind of pacing on the sidelines. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're behind the ropes. And I guess uh, a cockerel is just the type of he- uh, just the type of rooster. Oh, thanks for looking that up. No problem. So <laughs> Jackie's like, oh, my God, he's got one of mine, and he's got one of yours. Well, it turns out they go one and two in the competition. Nice. Yep. Jackie gets second, and Sherry gets first. Now, remember, Jackie used to date Brian. Right. So we see them kind of maybe are they hey, getting back um, together again? Sure, uh, maybe our birds can uh, while we uh, uh, we see that picture of them on the time they went on the cruise together, uh, and we're hoping God. there's a spark. Yeah. So unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, They've decided it's best for them just to be friends. And uh, of course, Brian says, "I can't put a woman in my life. My chickens come first. Perfection damn. comes first. I, I thought it, this would be one of those things like." Uh, if one of you is a crackhead, a relationship will never work. But if both of you is a crackhead, then that shit will last forever. Guess not with chicken Different people. Different chickens, people. Yeah. So Sherry, she wins. And she's like, oh, my God, I got best in variety of white silkies. And she goes up to her husband. I got best in variety. And he goes, what about breed? <laughs> and she's like, not yet. Ugh. They got to do the blacks, whites, the buffs, the splash, and then they'll pick. There's a lot of pejorative. Like. Those fucking splashes. Oh, it's fucking. Hey, 
hey, you fucking splash, get the fuck out of here. Listen, you fucking buff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enough of your lip today. You splash, motherfucker, you. If it wasn't for me, nobody would know you in this fucking city. Get in line behind the blacks and the whites. Yeah. The buffs <laughs> up first and the splash sit in the front of the bus. Yeah, you fucking splash piece of shit. Anyway, it's time for Best in Breed for Wyandots. And don't forget, it's Knox's specialty. Yeah. So he's like 14 cockerels. That's a lot. Uh, he's watching from the wings. No pun intended. Clearly. He's, and he's like looking at the judge. He's like, oh, man, he's comparing that male against against the pullet. And uh, sure enough, he quickly takes down best of breed for Wyandotte. Ooh. And he's like, dude, I knew it was going to happen. He's like, that was the son of 5494, oh, the male I entered in Ohio last year. Yeah. So, you know, he... He went in feeling pretty confident. So wait, do they name the chickens? Nah, fifty four ninety four. Just number name. them, huh? Yeah, Sherry. That Sher seems a little odd. Yeah, well, Sherry named hers White Tornado, and then I changed it to Victorious, I think. But Brian just goes with numbers. Just numbers, huh? Yeah. See, like my aunt, every dog she's ever had for the past thirty years, yeah. was named Lassie. Oh yeah. And every cat my brother she's had did that for the last thirty years was yeah. named Garfield. Yeah. Even though they all look different. Well, anyway, Brian's like, this is pretty huge, pretty huge. But next step is champion Rose Comb Clean Leg. So I think I've really... <laughs> I mean, how are we going <laughs> to... Jesus. Really, really got my work oh, cut out for yeah. me. So then we meet the judge. He's like, I'm picking champion Rose Comb Clean Leg. I got it narrowed down to three birds out of 400. It's a black rose comb pullet, silver laced wine dot cockerel. That's Knox's, by the way. And a silver sea bright hen. And he pulls out Brian's bird and he's expecting it. And he's like, see this? This is what we call smuttiness. Uh -huh. <laughs> smuttiness. <laughs> right here in the what, saddle. Is the chicken too, six, too sexy? <laughs> I don't like the way this chicken's eyeballing me. <laughs> this chicken's obviously been working yeah. double time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you let her out of the pen last yeah. night <laughs> down on the strip? Her, her, her vagina looks a little loose there. So <laughs> her waddle uh, <laughs> is definitely not tight enough. <laughs> He goes right here on the saddle. That black should be more distinct. And he's like, hey, full disclosure, I do raise these myself in large fowl, so I know how hard it is. Yeah. I also raise black rose comb, so I know how hard it is to get that. The rose comb, she's pretty much perfect. So he awards the rose comb. I wonder how much these judges get paid. Nothing. So it's a close second place, again, for Brian Knox. Uh -huh. So again, yeah. guess who he runs into? The chick. Yep, Jackie. She's like, how you doing? He's hmm. like, yeah, it could be better. You know, just got to keep working at it. Yeah. Hopefully someday I'll get one that's perfect. So that's the plan. And then he's like, so what are you doing? <laughs> how you doing? She's like, you know, just, you know, showing birds. And he's like, well, yeah, well, I showed 10 of my males from uh, the male that won in Ohio. And she was like, really? Well, yeah. It's like, just kind of keeps reproducing himself. Uh huh. She's like, looks awesome. Yeah, nice coloring. Uh, and I'm thinking they're going to fucking bang. There's so much uh, sexual tension under this. And uh, no, they just go Brian's fuck their like, chicken's after. No, Brian <laughs> Brian sees Jackie looking at one of his uh, birds and he's like, that girl is the meanest uh, girl chicken I ever had. Jackie flirts with a laugh. Weird. He's like, yeah, miss her. We just didn't work personally. But uh, wait, the girl or the chicken? The girl. Okay. Like, I wasn't sure. We had a common interest. We had a blast together, but 
I can't do something perfect, I just can't do it. <laughs> chicken people, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fucking yeah. chicken per- people. Perfection. And then all of a sudden, the announcer comes on. They go, attention, there is a chicken on the loose outside. If anyone sees that chicken, please capture it and bring it to the office. Well, it's time for best in breed, Lager and time. Brian Carricker's right. specialty. He's sweating on the sidelines, man. He's got the white breeder's lab coat on. Uh-huh. So, you know, he looks pretty official. He's like, that's mine right there. And he's the best one, but we'll have to see. His dad's like, oh, the judge is looking at those cards. Brian's like, oh, those are the ones that are that he likes. Mm-hmm. Dad's like, he's got your card turned up. He's got your card turned up. This is big. And he's like, oh, he found the one with the 45 degrees. Uh-huh. 45. He keeps going back to her, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. Doesn't win. Doesn't win. Ah. Perfect 45 degrees, too. They brought the fucking, what the, do you call the, it, protractor? The, the, I was just going to say a they fucking got protractor. The, tools. the compass or and pro- he's protractor, like, protractor. He's like, man, second place, reserve of breed. Fuck. So, you know. It's not, it just goes to show, it's not always about the tail. Well, and remember Brian's really big on the standard of perfection when it comes to the comb over? Yeah. So here's what he says. He says that the comb over is no longer an accepted he thing. He said his comb was too perfect. Uh, and Brian's like, how can I, how can he be more than too perfect? Yeah. But. It's that it didn't look natural. Exactly. Ugh. I don't get it. I really thought Brian got hosed on this. <laughs> Come so, on, Chris. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm going to see you fucking The judge work. said it's too, too perfect. perfect. Yeah. Well, if you're too perfect, then you should win for perfection. A new, a new trophy called Too Perfect Trophy. <laughs> it's true. Well, obviously, Brian takes this a little hard. I imagine. Yeah. So after he collects himself, he, he says, I don't show chickens to be on champion row. I love my birds the same now that I did when I came here. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it ain't the bird's fault. He does say, uh, just recently, I received a phone call asking me to return to the 60s show. Very nice. I'm going back for 2016, so I'm excited about that. Brian's dad says, look, Brian was hurt, but he overcame his feelings to do the show. And Brian says, life's not perfect. Situations aren't perfect. And you have to do what you have to do. The fucking comb over was perfect. <laughs> so we see Brian back on stage at Branson and he's in good spirits. Good. He says, I get to do something I really enjoy with a better pay. You know, I got a raise. And basically in the not too distant future, I'll be able to find a home of my own that's not in an apartment where I can actually have my chickens with me. And Brian's dad's really proud. He says to see him independent, you know, it's up here. He's definitely a young man now. That's good. And how yeah. how you said he was in his early twenties? He's in his like mid to late twenties. Eh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears. It's time for best of breed. Let's the try brand. to let's try to finish his tractor pull. <laughs> let's let's go to best of breed of Brahma. Okay. So the judges are out there. He's like, we're looking for the best Brahma of the show. It's going to be pretty difficult to get past this chicken in my hand right now. Light Brahma female. Okay. She gets best of breed. Boom. Chalk up more hardware. For Brian Knox, because that was his Brahma, too. Nice. He's like, this is awesome, man. 
I thought my males were better, but the males are harder. Sometimes when you eat a bird that's harder to get, you forget how good the pullets are. Yeah. By the way, how have we not made a cock and pullet joke? <laughs> Jesus, we suck. Fuck. So he still, he still has a shot for champion of show because his Brahma snuck in and he didn't even plan on the Brahma even being a contender. Yeah. Came out of nowhere, this yeah. Brahma. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, that's a lot of, that's, that's what a lot of breeders fall into and they um they have uh, it's called tunnel vision <clears throat> tunnel vision okay yeah. so it's like do you go for you can't put blinders on your chickens dave <laughs> yeah it's only four <laughs> horses but the the it's like do i go with a breed that's rare yeah that the judges may not know so much about yes or do i go with the a common one yeah. that is going to be so overwhelmingly packed and difficult to make it to the top yeah. is a struggle that a lot of breeders well, will color, uh, deal with. The color's got to be a bitch on the Wyandots because the Legerns, they're you're getting just way white. Too, you're getting way too into this. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, now you're getting you're getting very specific <laughs> yeah, with what okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's great. I understand. But By like, the way, did I show you something out back yet? No, you didn't. But the thing, you, didn't, you did not show me anything out back. I got a coop. Um, okay, you mentioned that you watched this documentary three times. Yeah. I don't know if that was necessary. Everybody's raising chickens now, Dave. Oh, okay, yes, I do agree. With the cost of eggs? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, right. okay, now breeding chickens and raising yeah. chickens to totally eat their eggs? Totally different things. Very different yeah. things here. Well, I mean, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I'm yeah. not looking to make nationals until probably... But are you really, th are you really thinking of getting some chickens at least? Yeah. That's a great idea, honestly. So, Hopefully your cats don't kill them. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm looking at my first comp, probably nationals, 2026, 20, no. 20... Yeah. You're not, you're not looking to breed these. What do you mean? You're going to try and enter a fucking competition with uh, chickens? Some of these dorks that I saw Nerd that dorks. aren't mentioned, they're not doing much. They're <laughs> showing up with a chicken. You got a lot to do it. You got a lot going on. All right. Let me go. Some of them make it seem a little bit harder. All right. <laughs> okay. I didn't see a couple of these guys with like genome and codes and crap like that. They're yeah. just being like, they're washing really well. Yeah. You know? They, they're good with the blow dryer. And that's why I think a lot of these judges are just like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Oh, it's let's get back to best of breed. Um, it's for, a gut feeling. Uh, uh, silky. Okay. Well, if you had Sherry's Silky on your scorecard, chalk up another winner. She wins. Wow. She's like, oh my God, now it's on. Brian's like, we're going head to head. Wow. And she's like, anytime you're up against Knox, Let's you know go, you're in for a fight. He wants to go head to ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check in with best in class in the feather leg division. Okay. Well, this year, yeah. it was wide open. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's I, anybody's game yeah, this year. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. Have you looked up this year's stats, by the way? No. Okay. No, I'm going to start I don't this believe week. You. Okay. Well, keep no, I'm going to start this week. Keep in mind, Avian flew, probably didn't have, you know, the best comps. A lot of people weren't traveling during that. Ah, that season. was all sent by China. So anyway, uh, it's wide open. So the judge, he's got, uh, you know, Sherry Silky in his mm -hmm. hand. And he's mm -hmm. like, whoa, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Silky is a pretty girl. Yeah. She's exceptional. Wow. And she's standing like she's supposed to. Yeah. 
Jerry's like, God, I'm so nervous right now. I could fall over. That's my favorite part about the whole dog show thing. Yeah, the people. He's, no, 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 oh. no. When, when, especially the smaller breeds, yeah. when they, when they're on the stand, right? They're yeah. like, and they're being inspected on the, on the, the stand or the pedestal. Yeah. And then the way they lift them up and put them on the thing, they like lift them up like right by the ass almost, like yes. the ass and neck. And they just like, yep. and they it's know so, how to hold them. It's so crazy. Well, Sherry's nervous and Jackie says, Pfft. When I won the union show in Georgia over 1,800 birds, I thought I was going to pee my pants. Wow. You know? So um, she's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Judge is going back to Brian's bird. Uh-oh. They're sweating. It's yeah, they're fucking, going back and forth. It's There's tension on the rail bird. Yeah. It's, you know? This is serious shit. This is like a Nancy Kerrigan versus uh, Tanya Harding moment yeah. almost. And then the judge is like, light Brahma? Outstanding specimen. He took a crowbar to my <laughs> chicken's leg. Well, that Brahma's a great bird. I like her a little sharper in coloration right there, though. So we're down to two birds, light Brahma and a silky. And this is overall or what? I don't know. Okay, it's one of the overall. <laughs> you almost convinced me with like, I'm really into this kind of shit thing. But uh, now I realize you're just doing it for the goof. So, so, so we're down to two birds. And he's like, uh, we got the light Brahma, we got the silky. So our champion feather legged for those listening in the next row, and trust me, they are. Yeah. Is the white silky Brahma reserve. Oh, Sherry wins. Sherry wins. So, but she didn't win everything yet. No, no. no. She just teared up. She teared, yeah. She's like, I cannot believe this. So I guess it's like it's it's you got the main category. I got, I'm gonna break it down for you right okay, here. Perfect. That's what I want to hear. So she's still up for champion of the show. So at this point. It's down to six bantams, one of which is Sherry's. Okay. Six large fowls. Okay. Six waterfowls, and one turkey. <laughs> the turkey. The th you know you know why turkeys are often found in trees? No. Because everything on this fucking planet tries to eat a turkey. Oh, that's true. That's why they're the biggest assholes in the world. Well, do you know that uh, chicken is the most eaten uh, animal? I understand in the world. I understand, but yeah. but there's but like. Larger animals won't necessarily go after chickens. Yeah. Larger animals will go after turkeys. Okay. So they're tree turkeys. That's tree where they hide out. That's why they hide out in the fucking trees. Well, this does, of course, mean that Brian Knox has officially been bumped from competition for Super Grand Champion. Mm. But he takes it like a, a pro, dude. Nice. But he, he won his division or whatever. Yeah. Okay. He didn't tear up, though. Nah, whatever. And he, he literally says, man, that was a hell of a silky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he said, I got no problem getting beat by that bird. Yeah. So, you know... When you get beat by a good chicken, you don't mind. This is Knox, right? Yeah. So he's, he's like, the one that he's like, yeah, I want the best I, to win. I want, I'm going to beat up her bird later. Don't worry. <laughs> he says, I don't have the best one that I need to go home and make a better one. Yeah. That's the challenge. Well, an old familiar face shows up. Mm -hmm. Brian's old mentor, Dick Stevens, mm. pops in with a special gift. Mm. Dick's like, hey, Brian's like, what are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> Hopefully it's not steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you have a fucking jacked bird. Huh? What'd you say, bitch? Okay. Late entry. <laughs> Late entry. Brian says, look, man, Dick Stevens, he was the game changer for me. It's what got me into this whole world of show chickens. And Dick says, God, I'm really proud that after all these years, Brian is still doing the same. I got something I want to give you, Brian. I didn't know who to pass it on to. You're the candidate. Hmm. Knox says, man, 
it's been 40 years since I've been doing this. I was 11 when I met you, and I'm yeah. 51 now. You took me to my first show. Uh-huh. Well, Brian opens up that box. Hold on. Why, by the way, why is a grown man taking an 11-year-old somewhere that his parents aren't going to? You forgot, dude. Uh-huh. They're, the they're chicken people. <laughs> they're chicken people? And he had the 250-watt burnout in the garage, and... He was the local chicken man and went yeah. to go cheer him up after now, he lost all his chicks in the fire. Now I'm starting to wonder how this fire really started. Oh, now we need a sequel. Yeah. We got to check in on Dick Stevens. <laughs> Dick Stevens going around uh, starting, starting fires in somebody's uh, barn and their pants. Chicken maybe. people, too. Uh-huh. Pull it, cock. Cock bullets. Yeah. We'll have David Bowie make the song He's instead dead. of cat people. Uh, Gasoline. It- hey. <laughs> gasoline. Brian's got a gift to open here. Okay. Any guesses what's in this box? Um, some kind of grooming tool that the guy made. <laughs> I bet. No. Okay. So he's it like, is, this is my. Fa- this is. Okay. This this will take your comb work to the next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's panted, patented, uh, patented, patented. It is a vintage bird waterer. Okay, so it it is a. Breeding tool. Yeah. Okay. Bird's got a drink out of something. Oh, technically. A water. A water. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not like a water dropper. Okay. It's a vintage, you know, ceramic. That's cool. Yeah. And Brian's like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. That's amazing. Dick's like, I don't have any idea how old it is. Yeah. And there's a note. And Brian reads the note and says, Dick says, I would like to pass this on to you with the hope that you will hold on to this fountain. And someday pass it on to a person that has interest in poultry, and they will continue to do the same in future years. Dick Stevens. Nice. Thanks, buddy. So Dick says, hey, man, thousands of people in this country know more about poultry than I, but there's millions that know less. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. <laughs> yep. So remember the crazy chicken lady? Then we yeah. get a little undercut from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Checking her, and she says, we always have a couple chickens living in the house, but, you know, we have to put diapers on them. If they're gonna yeah. stand, <laughs> yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean that that I don't mind so much because like chickens can be cool, I'm sure, but they yeah. just shit wherever they want to exactly. shit. It's like all most birds. Yeah, well, all, all birds. I was just they saying. make special chicken diapers. Yeah. Is the point? This yeah. isn't like she went out and got no. a toddler six to twelve weeks. No, no, no. they make the diaper. Yeah, <laughs> it's got Clearly. clasps and snaps, and she's like, you got to make sure and cover up the vent. Oh, and when the night gets poultry, then he takes it <laughs> off. Uh, it's a instead of sultry. Uh, you don't have to explain the joke <laughs> okay. when it's good. If I laugh, that means they got it too. Uh, I don't know if they did. Okay. All right. Well, it's day of the final judging. Okay. It's the big day. And uh, it's time for the best of the best. And Sherry's giving her silky one last blow dry. Um, Brian, his dad, he thinks it's going to be either the Rhode Island Red or the Modern. Uh, so Brian, he's got his money on the Sumatra as his character. Well, the judges, what they do when you get to uh, grand champion, you don't go from single judging. You have to consult with three judges. Got it. So they're like, judge the old timers. Like, ready <clears throat> I wonder to how much they get paid, the judges. They don't get paid shit. Then, 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 then uh, how are they not being bought People off? People are doing this for the love of. But then how are they chicken. not getting bought I don't off? know. Maybe they get paid by the yeah. APA. I don't know what their budget is. I mean, are. I would imagine you have that many chickens. There must cost it must cost anywhere from ten to eighty dollars to join each one. The exhibitors are making money. Yeah. I mean, 
these guys have to enter their chickens. Yeah. That ain't free. No. Even you if know? it's a dollar, you're making it's 10 grand. A I know it's, it's a conventional. I'm just saying. I'm just I saying. bet you it's 20 bucks a chicken. 20 bucks seems like a, like, okay. I was, for some reason, I figured it's like 80 bucks an application. I it don't might know. be. I don't know. I don't know. What If somebody's listening and they know, let us know. Let us know. Because I couldn't find this information. Write a five star review and tell us how much it was. <laughs> So, judge is like, you guys ready to go to work, boys? Yeah. Whenever you are, boss. <laughs> well, this one, she's a little soiled on the top of the crest. It's not bad, but as a cockerel, she'd be a little greener, don't you think? Okay, so I thought cockerels were hen were uh, boosters. Dude, I don't fucking know. Okay. I get right. some information. Okay. Some of it goes over my head. Oh, it's okay. I know the foghorn, leghorn's the white one. I'll say, I'll say, yeah. And then uh, the judge. He's also like, the racist one, but okay. Yeah. He's the one that's got all the good jokes. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, the judge is like, I had so many chickens yesterday that didn't even have their bank beaks or toenails trimmed. Oh, no. I'm talking good chickens. Yeah. So those people blow it. Yeah. Because they didn't trim. Yeah, they didn't. And this other judge is like, join the club. <laughs> okay. So now, what he didn't trim his own fingernails or something? <laughs> no, what the fuck is he talking he's about? He's not talking about his own fingernails. Okay. He's talking about the, the chickens yeah, he was judging. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. people are lazy this yeah. year. They're showing up with amazing looking birds, and yeah. they're not taking care of the finer details, yeah. like the beak and the fucking tone chicken toenails, <laughs> chicken nails, yeah. So chicken claws. Sherry's like, oh, they're they're looking at the turkey. You know, it's, I think it's pretty rare that a turkey wins. Best, yeah, it's like that's like a fucking that's like a that's like a bulldog winning best in show or some <laughs> right, shit. I don't even know right, if that's true. I don't right. fucking know. Well, Jackie says, you know, I had a female turkey that looked like that one out there. Oh no, hold on. Actually, this yeah. is like the German Shepherd thing. That this is why you rarely see a fucking German Shepherd win best in show because it's so fucking hard. Because there's so many fucking German Shepherds out there, Got and it. unless it's fucking perfect they're not going to even entertain it well keep in mind turkey's only one class right they don't have different and it's and it's got to be so that means it's got to be held to the same standard but it's but if but even though it won its class it could be still shit compared to the rest of the rest of the turkey exactly rest of the uh, fowl well jackie sees that turkey and she says i had a female turkey that looked exactly like that and uh when the grandkids would come over my grandmother laid it down on a blanket and let the kids pet it and one day the neighbor's dog came up and just killed it and ate it. Oh, fuck Sherry's me. like, you could have left that part out right now. Wow. Okay? I didn't need to hear that last part. Yeah. Oh, hold on. They're they're uh, they're taking a look at my sulky. See, <laughs> see, everything tries to fucking kill a turkey, dude. Even the family turkey. <laughs> the judge loves Sherry's sulky. Yeah. He says, I like this body. And by that, I don't mean how much in my hand as the way she stands all the time. Yeah. But he says, we got to look at this Sumatra one more time. And then Sumatra is another type of chicken. I don't fucking know, dude. Okay, okay. Like I said, I got you, part of this, but you not made, all of it. You made it sound like you're really into this earlier. Dude, I was okay. into yeah, for I a little it, while. I get, it, I, get it, I get it. So anyway, he's like, I really like the saddle. And uh, I don't know. All those things said, guys, we got to make a decision. Yeah. Now he picks up Sherry Silky, and the rail birds are getting like four rows deep. All eyes are on this Silky right now. Yeah. Judges, you know, he's like, look at this crest. It's a tick lower, tick lower, and less full than the remainder of the crest. Mm. It's probably a half point deduction. 
<sighs> not a big deal, but when you're looking at yeah, really good birds. Yeah, half point's big, actually. Half point's yeah. a lot of points. He says, Usually we do these, we do point one deductions. We don't do half points. Somebody's got to have a fault, is yeah. his point. Yeah. We have to find something wrong. If we're talking about the grand champion, it's got to be flawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the judges have made their decision. Oh, boy. Everybody gathers. <laughs> and by everybody gathers, there's like 28 people there. Okay. <laughs> but they're there. Yeah. And the judge says, our first award we'll give out, this will go for the best rock. I didn't even know what a rock was. Nobody okay. mentioned a rock at any point in the movie. I put the captions on. I made sure it said it were rock. I'm like, when did we start talking about rocks at this point in the movie? Yeah. And he says, that award goes to Jerry Little. But is a rock a type of chicken? I assume so. Okay. But we didn't talk. Nobody mentioned rock until this point. Uh -huh. Maybe it's... Oh, maybe cock roll, like cock roll. It says rock. rock. I know it says. I know that's what they call. It. They yeah. say. They say rock. Yeah, cock roll, cock yeah. rock. I don't know how rock, you get cock, cock roll from rock. I don't know. I would get crock. Yeah, but good. I don't get rock. That's a good point. So, <laughs> anyway, good point. <laughs> next. <laughs> anyway, Jerry Little wins that. We don't even know who the fuck Jerry Little is. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Jerry Little's the name of the chicken, the person. <laughs> chicken Little, Jerry Little, hey. So anyway, next is going to be reserve grand champion, and that happens to be the white silky hen oh, of Sherry McCall. So that's second place. I don't fucking know. I'm confused. Reserve grand I'm champion. So okay. confused at this okay, point. okay, 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 okay. It can't be the main one. Yeah. So Sherry's like, oh my God, Yeah, thanks. because it's super grand champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I just, you know... I just believe that everybody has things in their life and they have to deal with it. You can't let them bring you down or you can fight through those things. And I mean, when you get to the other side, you're victorious. Now, keep in mind, this wasn't a victory speech. This is her off camera. It's yeah, not like yeah, everybody yeah. gets to do a speech or anything. All right. It's grand champion time. The judge says, and the grand champion of show is by Doug Akers for the Black Sumatra. Wow. Everybody cheers. Well, Brian nailed it. Yeah. Remember, he lost his leg horns. He yeah, had yeah. his eye. He said, it's going to be the Sumatra. Yeah. So, Sherry's super stoked. She decides to name her, her chicken Vicky. Uh, oh, she already names them after they win? That's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, except Brian, he's like, oh, no, there's 494 and a picture of him next to 5,382. <laughs> so. Big P, little P. Um, then the chicken guy, uh, one of the guys on camera, you know, that did the side interviews, the B-roll stuff. He says, a lot of people are searching for something in their life and they never find it. Now, I don't know if it's chickens or football or basketball or whatever you want, but you gotta have a goal. Well, another chicken lady, she says, people ask me all the time, why do you do this? And I say, well, I do this because I love the birds. And Brian you know, he didn't place this year. And he says, it's nice to have good birds that win, but that's not what it's all about. When I go out, I don't see a show winner. I don't see a show loser. I see a part of my life. Yeah. I really good. like that. Yeah, me too. You know, we see Brian back on the farm. and he's Like, like Brian's going to make a good judge in a few, you know, a few Dude, years. Dude, what did you read this? Did no, you get my script? No, but it's just he like. He is, though. You blew it. Uh, Come on, man. You blew it. You blew it. We had all the money in the world. 
Garrett. <laughs> no, but, no, but I mean, that's kind of like the natural progression. Like, again, I'm going to relate it yeah. to band. Yeah. And a lot of band instructors, after they become band instructors, where yeah. they, they go and judge parades they or smoke field shows. pot for 40 years, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they can't find a job in society. Yeah. And then somebody's like, do you want to get the band back together? <laughs> and then they're like, we need that guy for yeah. seventh period band. Yeah. Just, no, or like, just ju- don't no. show up drunk, John. No, no, like going and judging on Saturdays gotcha. to like parades or gotcha. whatever. Gotcha. Well, you know, back to our, our other Brian, Knox. He meets up with Grandpa Wilson. Oh. And Grandpa Wilson's a train conductor. Hmm. The little kind. Railbird. No. <laughs> He does the little trains, the Lionel trains. Oh, the model trains. Yeah, and he's got a full setup. The Swayze Express. Everything. He's like, this family is about detailed and details. We know detail. Well, Knox says, if I ever get to where every silver lace Wyandotte I raise is perfect, I'll probably get rid of them and move on to another breed. But I like fixing things. Maybe I could find something else that I might like better, but I'd have to give this up to do that. So I'm not going to. I'm going to stay on course. Sherry says, I'm my best witness. I think it's amazing that my kids can see me fight through things and be victorious over things. And they can see that chickens make me brave. Mm -hmm. They help me face fears head on. And like, they just really help me be a brave person. We hear our rooster crow and those are the credits. Oh, nice. So um, a little quick, where are they now? Uh, I did a little uh, fact-finding. I didn't find too much, but uh, courtesy of OzarksFirst.com, I did learn that Brian Carricker, he does now own a 20-acre farm in Omaha, Arkansas. Very nice. He continues uh, to perform in multiple shows for the King's Castle Theater, while managing his farm where he raises, among other livestock, Nubian goats and Jersey cattle. Uh, He says, it's a really incredible balance that I'm able to have here with my schedule because, you know, it's early mornings, but I'm able to do what I love, and there's nothing that can beat that. That's very nice. And thanks to you blowing it, he is now also a licensed uh, American Bantam Association judge. Cool. Who judges the Bantam chickens at fairs and local agricultural Eventually, he'll be doing the big show. Well, if you uh, want to check out his Instagram, you can find him at the Carricker Farm for amazing pictures. How many followers has he got? Uh, I didn't look. Oh, okay. Um, I also went on YouTube and listened to him perform Unchained Melody. Okay. Uh, it was a very, very, very fine performance. Nice. He's got some pipes, this Brian. And then Sherry McCullough, she is the, the bird photographer. Um, she has her own IG that goes by Sharmac, which is S-A-H-A-R-M-A-C. <laughs> Sounds like an Armenian dish. Yep. <laughs> uh, please bring me the uh, more Sharmac yes. and uh, tzatziki. Um, mm. Bring for me now, everyone, please. Yes. What did you say, sir? <laughs> um, I want to Sharmac. Beef, <laughs> beef Sharmac. Uh, Brian Knox. I found his Facebook page. Uh, he, he, has, uh, uh, he moved. But he's got a farm called Sugar Sugar Hill Poultry. Um, he still uh, races, of course. Um, I'm not sure if he's with the Honky Crew anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still enters contests, and he also uh, is an ABA judge. He sells chickens, but he will not sell his eggs. 
just mm. so you know. He's not going to give away the secret sauce. Yeah, he's not. So he'll, he'll sell probably the shitty chickens once he figures out that they don't, haven't grown in the way he wants them to. Don't know how it works, but I know how this works. And at this point in the show... I'm not sell his eggs, huh? Uh, I need to tell you what I uh, rate the show. Sure. This is a tough thing to rate. Okay. Because if you're a chicken person, this is a four. Okay. okay. There's well, no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the general idea of the rating, the, yeah. the docs is supposed yes. to be the, the on the basis of yes. the documentarians. It's crafted just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it is a two and a half to three star doc. If you're a chicken person, it's these things go to eleven. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say it's it's a solid to keep in mind we don't do they one go to 10. talon eleven. Uh, I tried to do talon and <laughs> eleven. I saw what I you tried, tried to. to do. Keep in mind, we review dockings around here on one to four. Yes. This is two and a half. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not great. And, and this does have this has nothing to do with the people involved in the no, show. This has of course not. specifically with the documentaries and how they yep. pers- Yeah. But and Pe- Pez you said from last week that was a four. Absolutely. I watched some of the video of that yeah. and it 100%. I didn't see the whole thing, yeah. but it 100% must have been a, yeah. a four. Doc, it's just crafted. There's, yeah. The, the cut scenes that you were saying and the reenact. Re- yeah. re- amazing. Yep. Amazing stuff. Yep. Um, so uh, that's that's this week's episode. Dave, I love will it. you please tell everybody what they can do to help out around here if they enjoy Down on the Docks? If you enjoy Down on the Docks, or even if you don't enjoy Down on the Docks, leave a five-star review and tell us why you do or don't. That's really the best way. If you go on Apple and leave a review, you can go on uh, Anchor.fm or Spotify and leave a review. They might ask you to listen to a few episodes first, but that's why you're <laughs> here, baby. And, but So, yeah. Keep those recommendations coming. Uh, I did have Join a recommendation um, uh, that I'm working on. That was a uh, 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 listener submission. So we're going to get to that. And um, we'll see you next week with episode what, day? 28. 28. Thanks for joining. And we'll see you next week.